where i live dead and lovely <laughs> welcome to dead and lovely now featuring mike, mike stands <laughs> it's so this, nice this podcast is hands-free look mom no, no hands. hands skeet skeet look, now for this podcast we are so invested mm-hmm. in the quality of our show mm-hmm. we have spent american dollar papers mm-hmm. To buy microphone stands. That way, you will hopefully hear less rustling and tussling. jostling mm-hmm. and more patty cake. Patty cake. Did you hear that? That was patty cake. That was another one. Yeah, we're we actually totally doing it with with both hands. Two hands. I can patty hold. Cake. I can hold this vodka tonic and this beer all at the same time. Uh huh. I got a case of the Irish handcuffs right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tied up both ways. <laughs> Welcome, lovely listeners, to Dead End Lovely, your favorite horror movie podcast in all of the known seven seas. Mm-hmm. Seven with, hells. <laughs> here with the host of the most, Uncle Ben. And who's that? That rafish, delicious man on the other side of the table from well, me. I do declare it's me, Dollywood Stephen Dollywood Spratley. Dollywood Stephen Spratley. I challenge you to Esquire. a duel. I challenge you to a duel for you have dishonored me. In the presence of a lady. Allow me to fire up my blunderbuss (laughs) and aim it upon you. It's a steam-powered blunderbuss. (laughs) It's a steam-powered blunderbuss. (laughs) How you been this week, Steve? Man, I've been great. Been doing, uh, been doing basically some awesomeness. Just doing a lot of writing. Um, I also have been hanging out with my wife's family a little bit. And beyond that, I went to an awesome concert. You don't say. Yeah, I saw the Kennedy Wood Band. You wouldn't know about them. I, I mean, I've heard their bass player is like a hunk. Oh, yeah. No, that dude, dick the size of Texas. You don't say. Mm-hmm. Which is, I guess, a good thing. Text on a map of what scale? Like on a regular size mm. map? No, let's go like one of those larger maps that you had in school. That the was pull just down, the pull down type. Yeah, pull down. So I'm talking like five to six inches. No way. Mm-hmm. The goods. Damn. Average size penis. <laughs> Numero uno. <laughs> so you saw yourself a Kennedy Wood Band featuring Uncle Ben playing a bass guitar, did you? I did, and uh, I enjoyed the venue, Open Chord. It's yeah. Pretty great. It's and a great place. found out that you can get a $3 beer in yeah. Knoxville, Tennessee. And it was it was not a butt wipers. No, huh? It was a, a local brewery. Can you get something like that in Los Angeles? No, I don't think legally you can. I think mm. everything at a bar has to be like a dollar fifty or two dollars more than the lowest price food item. Oh, okay. Like so, seriously, actually? Yeah. So For I, real? I, yeah, I think at some places you could get like a four dollar beer. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad you had a good time. Now we play. Yeah, it was awesome. We play a style of music we like to call a Southern blues rock. Yeah, I'd say that's accurate. It's a lot of adjectives. We call it adjective rock. Adjective rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a good time, man. That was a that was a really really fun show, and it's cool too because we 
we collectively wrote those songs like a year ago. Oh, okay. And then we immediately went to the studio and laid down the basic tracks for an EP. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of sat on the shelf for a while because we've all been so busy with our, our multitude of, of other projects and stuff. And so basically we're kind of nearing the final recording stages of the EP. And um, some of the last thing that needs to be done is some of the some of the vocals by Dave need to go in and be kind of finalized and oh, okay. stuff and re-recorded. Uh-huh. But the thing is, is, especially as a singer... You know, if you're recording vocals to a song that you've you've literally never played before or heard before, yeah, I mean that's completely flying blind. Yeah. So we kind of planned out a little um, short little weekend trip of kind of shows that you could think of as kind of a let's say a cold open. Okay. So that we okay. could kind of perform the tunes and stuff. So and not gonna die. Not that gonna type of thing. Exactly right? like that. Exactly like that. Cold open. Got it. <laughs> That way we could kind of get a better idea of what the final product should sound like and stuff. So we played, um, you know, it's actually kind of funny. We got together and practiced for the first time. Oh. Wednesday. (laughs) Now I saw you play a show on Thursday. We did. Okay. With a solid one practice under our belt. Yeah. Well, it it didn't show. You guys sounded great. All right, good. And And I know literally zero about music. (laughs) So so. we should trust you. Yeah. (laughs) And then we headed to Lexington, Kentucky to play a Tin Reef show on the next day, Friday. Uh Uh-huh. And then we headed to a Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. To the, to the casual speaker. Yeah, but, you know, in Louisville, that's what they call yeah, it. Yeah, to play at Baxter's, which is one of my favorite venues. That's the place okay. that a couple of, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that place we played with Dave Kennedy's band where we went to the casino. Yeah, okay. Stayed out morning. forever. Uh-huh. The belt broke. Got you. The same place. A belt-breaking night. It's kind of one of those belt-breaking kind of places. <laughs> so we went and played there Saturday night and then came back Sunday. We had a really, really fucking great time. Like, any time mm. you get to go out for a weekend... With a bunch of goons that you like hanging out with and playing music with and being in a van nonstop and stuff. It's always fucking hilarious. I try to think of the group of people I like being in a van with nonstop. I mean, other than the Scooby-Doo gang. Yeah. Other than them, it's hard to name a few. kind of is. Yeah. Jinkies. Jinkies, yeah. So, anytime that you're out playing some shows with a bunch of dudes and you're like riding in the car for like hours in between mm-hmm. shows, the, the directions that conversations go... Yeah. Are always are always very very strange. A little strange, a little odd, <laughs> maybe tangential. <laughs> oh to my god, yes. Normal human subjects. I think one of the one of the prime examples of the the direction that the conversation headed to this weekend, we kind of figured out, you know, through through the course of this discussion that Dalsim from Street Fighter, <laughs> yeah, actually the world's greatest abortion doctor. Okay. All right. Gotta hear it. Gotta hear it. We have this idea that like Dalsim would have this like super super special move mm-hmm. that would use up like all three bars of your of your super energy right, meter. Obviously. And it'd be yoga abortion. <laughs> and like his his hands would just stretch out real thin like and just kind of mash everything up. This seems to only be effective on Chun Li and Cammy. <laughs> Cammy probably. <Yeah. laughs> But, you know, the thing is, is I know that might seem crazy, but I want you to factor this in. He is all the time wearing that necklace, all them little baby skulls yeah, on his is. neck. <laughs> he is wearing a baby skull necklace, so he must get them from somewhere. Exactly. They have to yeah. come from somewhere. It's all the yoga abortions. Gosh. That'd be emotionally devastating, because I assume <laughs> for Chun-Li or Cammy in this situation, it's an oh, unwanted abortion. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, I'm just going to do one more tournament. 
And then, <laughs> then I'm focusing uh-huh. on my baby. And Dalsim saw Dalsim abortion or oh, yoga abortion. Sorry, <laughs> those fingers and arms are stretching out across the screen. No, that sounds real creepy, by the way. <laughs> like just those. Little spindly fingers, even spindlier. Yeah. No, man. <laughs> baby skulls don't grow on trees, Steve. <laughs> they don't. They don't. I tried to make a baby skull tree. Didn't work. Exactly. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Stem cells should work, I thought. Trees, stems. Yeah. Cells. Boom. <laughs> Bingo bongo. <laughs> what have you been watching on that television this week, Steve? Oh, man. I'll tell you this. Uh... I haven't been watching a whole lot of television this week. Yep. I've been watching uh, a YouTube channel, Many a True Nerd. I've been watching okay. him play Fallout 4. Oh, that's his name, is Many a True Nerd. Uh, no, his name is John. Okay. The The YouTube channel is Many a True Nerd. Okay, gotcha. Um, he is British. British. Uh, he's British. He's not full on Brit. Does know. he listen to our show? I hope. I doubt it, though. He's, he's got other stuff to do, like play Fallout 4. He might be a dead and limey. He's probably a dead and lobster. Mm. So what's he do? He plays video games? <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, I I watched uh, a while ago. I watched him play a run on Fallout New Vegas, where he played with only one health bar. Okay. Which is insane. Is that nuts? No healing. I've never played it. No healing at all. Um, and he played through the entire game with the DLC and everything, which is like I don't know. 60 to 70 hours. Jesus. Yeah. Did you watch it in real time? Like that? Uh, well, he cuts out some stuff, but okay. it, it is, I think, it's like 40 parts, and each of them are about 40 minutes. Wow. I didn't sit down and just watch them over uh, a short period of time, but yeah. like, um, I'm now watching him play Fallout 4, and he's playing with no guns. Um, dude. Which is real interesting. But that's, dude, that's one of those things. Like, I remember kind of at the dawn of the YouTube age of mm-hmm. seeing people do stuff like playing through Resident Evil with only a combat knife. Yeah. And, or like playing through Castlevania Symphony of the Night with like no weapons, just barehanded and stuff like Jeez. this. It blows my mind, dude. And I, God damn it. Really, I just am just jealous. I wish yeah, I had that's that kind what of I want to do with my entire life. Right? It seems like a great <laughs> idea, man. I, yeah, I love playing video games. I think the reason I've been watching them is because I just don't have time right now to play video games but i do have time to have something on in the background right so it's like playing it yeah totally exactly i know exactly what you mean and i i find myself a lot of times doing the same thing yeah where i might be working on fucking you know transcribing something or Mm -hmm. just practicing guitar Mm -hmm. or whatever but it's like you said it's like i want something on yeah but what am i gonna do just listen to my thoughts yeah jesus kill (laughs) i've heard it (laughs) i've heard it already jesus (laughs) But yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's just like, I want to have something on, something that doesn't take up too much of my attention and Mm. probably makes me happy. So I'm going to watch some fool play Super Metroid. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love to watch speedruns too. Uh, I don't get them a lot of times. I'm Uh like, how did that just happen? Blows my mind, yeah. It's it's awesome. Mostly I like to watch NES speedruns though, where there are fewer of those like clip exploits. Yeah. So it still looks like something you could humanly do if you worked at it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because all those old NES games are just memorizational torture. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is possible, though. That's the thing. I mean, nothing in those games is undoable. No, yeah. And uh, people are uh, constantly, you know, breaking speedrun records at just like a millisecond. And and those are like the margins you're looking at. I love that. I love to see that like the tiniest 
slip up. Yeah. It screws up your whole run. It's like Olympic swimming and shit like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's Only like old Katie Ledecky. Way less athletic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> way less. Way less. I watched, uh, you know, speaking of uh, just an old school good time, mm-hmm. I recently watched through a Netflix series what I enjoyed so much. What if were? It's the toys that made us. Oh, yeah. You talked about that last week. God you, you've watched some more episodes. Huh? I finished it up, and then I also saw recently that they announced that they're doing another season. Fucking awesome. And the preview picture was of a Transformer. Robots in disguise? Uh-huh. They're None more other than, than. The Yeah. So I'm really, really, really excited about that. So that's a must-watch. Yeah. We also finished up watching The End of the Fucking World. Oh, yeah. You talked about that last time. We had hey. just started it. And it's awesome, is it? It's the fucking best. So cool. You doesn't, have to doesn't watch fall it. off after the first episode. No. Like, I think last time that we got together, I think we'd watched maybe the first two yeah. episodes, maybe. Yeah, sounds right. So we watched those two, and then I think we had a day where we didn't get to watch any. And then I think the next day, we actually just watched the entire rest of the series. Oh, okay. It was like we couldn't couldn't stop. The for real shit. It's fucking awesome. You really, really, really need to watch it. Done. <laughs> I, I I keep like uh, kicking myself that I keep watching someone play Fallout Four, like yeah. even when I'm done with whatever I was doing. Right. But it's it's so entertaining. I don't know why. I know. <laughs> but it's not. I mean, it's like a waste of my time at that point. I would much <laughs> rather be watching. A good television show. It was fucking amazing, dude. It really, really, really was. And especially like by the end of it, the way that the that the characters progress from where mm-hmm. they start to where they finish, yeah, is fucking amazing. It's not like I mean, it's not like Walter White Breaking Bad level, uh-huh. but it's also only like eight episodes. Oh, so you think it will get there? The kid does put on an unflattering hat at some point. I mean, it seems like. It seems like where it wraps up is kind of a conclusion to the story. Oh, okay. I don't I don't assume that there would be more. Mm. I'm not going to spoil anything, but it seems like it's pretty much self-contained all in oh, one good. season. Uh, and I think it's based on a, a graphic novel or something. If I'm oh, second. So I really want to get that and see how it compares, but I I can't I can't recommend it enough. Okay. It's fucking awesome. I got to check it out. And then we also last night watched an Itonia Say, huh? Uh-huh. Yep. The Which sequel is, to iRobot. Yeah, and a prequel to iCarly. Uh-huh. And it's fucking amazing. Yeah, I, I've heard great things. I have yet to see it. It's amazing. Totally worth a rent. I think it's up on rent for Prime. Okay. Uh, for like six bucks or something like that. Completely, completely worth it, man. Margot Robbie fucking kills it. Uh-huh. She's dressed like... In Suicide Squad, right? The whole time? Yes. Good, she she good. is Harley Quinn on ice. So, cool. Everybody will still have a, uni- or a Halloween costume. Yeah, year. absolutely. Okay, good. <laughs> Dude, there were so many Harley Quinns last there were, year. There were so many. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And also so many uh, fucking... I just saw a, a lot of like Spider-Mans and Batmans. Yeah. And Deadpool. Wonder Women. There's a lot of Wonder Women well, last year. A lot year. of Wonder Women. Yeah. Any Deadpoolia? I didn't What's the see sequ- what any the, Deadpools. Uh, the uh, uh, collective noun for Deadpools. Uh, Deadpoolin'. Deadpoolin'. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the best last year is we went to 
our friends Lindsay and Thomas's place. They live in like a neighborhood where they hand out a lot of candy and stuff. We oh, live, the we good live, stuff. Yeah, we, we full bars. Live, yeah, big bars. Oh man, we live in the middle of nowhere, so we never get trick or treaters. But my uh, Kate and I love Halloween mm-hmm. so much that we want to participate and yeah. see the costumes and stuff. So we went to their place to hand out candy. And again, there was lots of Wonder Woman, lots of Batman and Spider-Man and stuff like that. But the absolute best, I don't think I told you about this, but the absolute best is like way like later on in the night, we saw these two like hipsters that were just like walking down the street, like they were just taking a walk or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them was wearing like a beret and the other one had like thick black glasses on and they're just kind of like walking and talking and looking kind of mopey. Okay. And I go, hey, what Wes Anderson movie y'all dress up as? <laughs> <laughs> and they turn and they go, Rushmore, actually, thank you for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's awesome. It, was, it really happened. That's amazing. What Wes Anderson movie are y'all supposed to be? You hipsters? <laughs> you goddamn hipsters. <laughs> oh, Rushmore, thank you. <laughs> Why don't you go have a Miller High Life? <laughs> it was awesome. Jeez, that's yeah, awesome. I, Tanya, totally worth a fucking watch. It's so, now, so badass. Now, I did have a question. So when Hit you me. were handing out candy, yeah. uh, did did Justin, or did uh, Lindsay keep saying, what the hell are you doing on my porch? <laughs> we have candy. <laughs> you and Kate are just like, <laughs> pretending to be witches. We did. Mm-hmm. I was a grunge rocker, actually. Oh. That was a grunge rock. One in particular? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Like? Me. Oh. It's a grunge rocker. Oh. You know. <laughs> so you did heroin? Yeah. Yeah. I died of smack. You died of it? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I died good. from the smack. Mm-hmm. That's a good... Smackdown. Good way to go, I bet. I, you know, I've I had mean, better... Other ways you've died. Top five, go. <laughs> the smack, number five. Number five, that's a good one. Number four, jousting. Jousting. Yeah. Probably, you know what? Competitive spirit. I can see it in you. Yep. Number one, skydiving with Led Zeppelin. Did they die? I'm not telling. Oh, shit. I'm not telling. <laughs> Misty Mountain Hop. Stairway <laughs> to heaven. <laughs> so, uh, I also saw a movie. Which one? Um, a movie by the name of Pacific Rim 2. Pacific Rim Job, you say? Yeah, Pacific Rim Job, Pacific Rimmer. So you saw the second one. I did. I, I have haven't se- seen the second one yet. I have seen the first one as well. Mm-hmm. Second one's better. They're both terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you don't like the first one. I hate it. I Why? Leg- uh, they were willing to die in space rather than pull out a sword. They did that. It's uh-huh. true. Why also, not, they did. Why the, not lead with the sword? Right. They yeah. also did the same uh, gag twice. They also pulled the same gag out for Pacific Rim too. Which gag? Where uh, a Jaeger is sliding on the street, and then it slightly bumps something. Like oh. it knocked over a little post thing, Boop. and then in the the second time they did it in the same goddamn movie, it hit a Newton's cradle. <laughs> And then in the Pacific Rim 2, it barely touches a car and the car alarm goes off, which really resonates with the kids. I bet that you were just piss pant laughing. Man, I hated it. I, I, <laughs> listen, I mean, at the one first point, one, dude, it's not supposed to be good. I mean, it's fucking I, giant I know, robots but fighting like, monsters. Okay, so Guillermo del Toro recently won 
uh, an Oscar for yeah. directing a movie. Yeah, he also directed Pacific Rim. He did that. When are we supposed to know that it's not supposed to be a good movie? <laughs> What's in the line? Yeah, because like if you're like okay, you do Pan's Labyrinth, you do Devil's Backbone, you do Kronos, and yeah. in Pacific Rim, I'm supposed to come in and be like, this is not going to be an artistic masterpiece. This is going to be uh, giant robots and people making stupid decisions. <laughs> like, so okay, I, I yeah. come in with the wrong expectations. I can't walk away with a good feeling. I can understand. I honestly think whenever I watched Pacific Rim, I didn't know it was a Del Toro movie. That would have helped. I think it did because yeah. I was just like, I know that this movie has robots. Yep. And they're fighting monsters. I would have been like, this is a bad movie. This is like Kong Skull Island to me. Which it is, is not, a silly movie. Yeah, it's not great, but it's like, eh, whatever. Put it on. I'll watch it. That's how I felt about Pacific Rim going into it. Yeah, so if, it, I'd, if I'd felt that, because I knew Kong Skull Island. I think this isn't going to be great. Yeah, of course not. But Pacific Rim, yeah. If I'd known, like, oh, Guillermo del Toro directed this, but, like, he doesn't want us to think much of it. Stanley Kubrick's Pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, that would be it. <laughs> if you went inside, like, I mean, Guillermo del Toro is no Stanley Kubrick, but... You go to see one of his movies, you're like, it's going to be like well-directed, etc. There's yeah. going to be some good performances. Obviously, there's going to be some real interesting, weird shit happening. Right. None of that happens in Pacific Rim, Not unfortunately. Really. And, and, you know, the acting is real bad in it and stuff. Real, real bad. And real bad. also, how do you have uh, the actors, like the level... When you have Idris Elba in a movie... He is in there. And it's directed by Guillermo del, Guillermo del Toro. I'm assuming there's going to be some good acting in it. Nope. Not really. Not at all. <laughs> Not so a second of the, it. How's the second one compared to the version? What's different? It's better. It's uh, it's tighter. Okay. Uh, the performances are just as bad, and the, the dialogue is horrendous. My favorite part was when um, the, uh, a lot of the Jaeger pilots apparently are teenage kids. Okay. So this is fun. They have their permits. Somebody. The robo permits. Yeah, if they're robo permits. And... One of them built her own Jaeger illegally, and it was a little bitty Jaeger named Scrapper, which was adorable. Oh, Scrapper. Yeah, but also, apparently the other kids didn't take to the fact that she didn't go through whatever they went through to become Jaeger pilots. Robo school. And one of them was Russian, with bad Russian-English accent. Was it Zangief? She looks like Zangief. Yes. She does have like a flat top sort of thing going on. Did she wrestle a bear in her her Jaeger? I feel like she... At one point, said, "I feel like I can wrestle a bear." Spinning pile driver. But uh, so anyway, she says to the girl who built her own Jaeger, "Yeah, maybe next time you build the Jaeger bigger." And the girl says, <laughs> "Bigger isn't always better." And then the Russian girl says, in this exact tone, an inch away from her face, "Bigger is better." <laughs> <laughs> like it was the most important thing she's ever said in her life. Dasvidaniya. Fuck, fuck these movies. They're better than Transformers. That's a fact. That's the thing That's I can say about them. Inarguable. Mm-hmm. They inarguable. are better than Transformers. And I would be cool with, uh, you know, because Kong and Godzilla, the newer Godzilla, are yeah. going to come together. I would be cool with, I know that they have said, I think the director of Pacific Rim 2 has said that he wishes they would like bring all those together Pacific oh. Rim I that would be great I agree it would be awesome would you call it King Rim or Pacific Kong <laughs> Kong Pacific Kong Pacific Rim, Rim. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to watch it cuz it's like yeah watch it it's I mean it can't be, you know it's like as bad as it is I love watching giant robots 
Oh, it is. The giant robots are fun. And there's a, a you know, John Boyega is pretty good in it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's in there. Yeah. That's um, tight. They're, they're just, it's, it's, it's less bloated than the first one. Yeah. But it also means that you don't really care about any of the characters in the end because there's so many characters. Yeah. Like they bring back Charlie Day and that other scientist. Charlie Day is awesome. Yeah. There's a, um, a, a Asian lady who is trying to get a Jaeger contract or something with uh, drone Jaegers. All right. She's very pretty. Um, but she seems just thrown in there because they knew because Pacific Rim 1 did so well in Asian countries I'm sure they were yeah. just like well let's throw this character in but then like in scenes it's like people talk like lines that are meant for her yeah. but she's not in it's like she's not there like uh. they recorded it probably in a sound stage somewhere they were Tight. like oh we gotta get your lines you come in here and she was just like okay what am I responding to <laughs> and then oh yes I'm making drone Jaegers it and sounds then, like a piece of movie magic is what you're telling me. It's amazing, me. yeah. It's my favorite movie of all year. <laughs> you know, Steve, speaking of sequels... Oh. I recently watched a movie sequel. Recently, I watched one that was recently a sequel of a movie. To who? Uh-huh. Who it name was? What it is. Friday the 13th. Yes! The second part, I think it's called. It is the second part. The second one. <laughs> that would be awesome if it had been Friday the 13th. Colon, the second one. I wish it was Friday 13th, colon, sloppy seconds. Oh, rough. Did you watch that recently? I did, and I think we could talk about it. I think that maybe we spend some time on this episode of Dead and Lovely talking about it. You know what? Let's talk about some other sequels before that. How about maybe that? Maybe that we do. Maybe we talk about maybe how... Maybe that we do. Because, you know, this came out in that golden age of horror movies, the mm-hmm. 1980s. Mm-hmm. Where there was so many great new franchises introduced, most of them not intended to be franchises. No. But turned into money grabs where they wanted to make a whole bunch of them. And a whole bunch of them got tons and tons of sequels. They did. This is, I think, probably, I would credit Friday the 13th Part 2 with starting the sequel craze. I think so, too. And, and I also kind of... I credit it in a lot of ways of kind of crafting the formula for the yeah. 80s slasher. Yeah. In a lot of ways, which of course the 80 slasher was built on the on the bones of, I think even going back to Giallo flicks and stuff like that, mm-hmm. the, the who done it, who's killing all these people kind of thing. It's just that Americans took that and added tons more sex, tons more violence, and you know tons more teenagers and stuff. Oh, and they they also made the the plots a little more sensical. Yes, like that's the thing I we obviously love about Giallo movies is that it's like, why is this happening? Yeah, absolutely. uh, It it does make it less accessible to American viewers for sure. Absolutely. So this was kind of, uh, you know, one of many sophomore sequels that we encountered through the eighties. Like I said, of all these other franchises that started and, the sophomore slump is real. It as for we real said, is real. Human Clay, not <laughs> as good as My Own Prison by Creed. We all know it. We all know. Listen, hey, but Pacific Rim 2, I would say about as good as any Creed album. Some people think Van Halen 2 is better than Van Halen 1. I think they're wrong. Mm, what do you think about Led Zeppelin 2? Led Zeppelin 2 is fucking great, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, their whole catalog, I just really can't. That is true. Yeah. yeah. Ride the Lightning, definitely better than Kill Em All. Yeah. You know, there are some exceptions to the sophomore slump. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to talk about some of these other sophomore sequels and see how 
we think that Friday the 13th Part 2 stacks up to them. So starting a list here, how do you think that Friday the 13th Part 2 stacks up to a Halloween 2, John Carpenter's Halloween 2? Okay, two? so uh, a lot of people, probably when I said Friday the 13th Part 2 started no. the, the, the sequel craze, would have been like, Halloween Part 2. Halloween Part 2 came out six months after right. Friday the 13th yeah. Part 2. Yeah. Um, and interesting thing about both of them we've said about halloween 2 but also true about friday 13th part 2 the people who originally made uh friday 13th yeah wanted didn't uh envision a sequel and no. when they did they thought oh well we'll just have different horror tales based around the title friday right. 13th yeah so halloween 2 is kind of slapped together uh, against the the wishes of John Carpenter in some yeah. ways. Yeah, he wanted to be a different Halloween tale every year, which but, I still maintain is a fucking awesome idea. Yeah, a great idea. But the people love that Michael Myers. They love him some Michael Myers. Do um, I make you horny, baby? I think Halloween 2... It's Austin Powers joke. Yeah, oh, it is? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, well, I was just thinking, well, does he? Mm, a little. A little. Um... I, I don't think, love Halloween too. I don't either, and I mean, but I don't love Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. But it does introduce Jason Voorhees as the. So I think Halloween Part Two is not as good because it doesn't have as much impact and kind of fucks no. up, you know, uh, an already good closed story. Yeah, I think so too, and it it continues. You know, as anybody who's seen the movie knows, it, it picks right up where Halloween 1 left off. And Halloween yeah. 1 is one of my favorite fucking horror movies of all yeah. time. I absolutely love it so much. So going into Halloween 2, I was super excited to be like, oh my God, what else happens that night with Laurie and Dr. Loomis yeah. and all these other people? Not much. Not a whole lot. Not a whole <laughs> yeah. lot, really. Yeah. There's some hospital play. Oh, good stuff. Bo Hospitals are dark sometimes. There's some bowling in a hot tub. <laughs> That's not fun. No. Nobody wants that. That was kind of the coolest part. Yeah, it is. Little, I think so. A little bowling. He should have yeah. thrown some fucking, some old bay in there. <laughs> Maybe a Zatarain. Zatarain. <laughs> um, yeah, not Old very, Bay. I think Old Bay would be good. And maybe, you know, some, uh, if you got some, some some crab shells or some lobster shells. Some little new potatoes. Little new taters. Yeah. Half ears of corn. Yeah. I'd been more. very okay with that. Let's hey, let's just do a low country boil. In a hot tub. In a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I would agree that Friday thirteenth part two trumps. Yeah. Because it, it starts it creates the possibility for, for future Jason Voorhees movies because the killer of the first Friday the thirteenth yeah. dies. Yeah. Which is of course a reason why you know anybody who was invested in the original Friday the 13th would be like well I guess you'd have to do a different story right yeah right <laughs> now next on the list here we've got a uh, an Elm Street Elm part Street two, part 2 a Nightmare on Elm Street part we've 2 we've talked Freddy about Cruise. it before Elm Street part 2 is great maybe you go back and listen to our episode about it yeah yeah that wasn't that long ago probably it was a good episode it was a good me. episode it's known widely as being among the gayest horror movies ever made mm -hmm. and we're not saying gay in a derogatory term yeah because we don't do that literally um, very homosexual it is a very gay movie yeah the lead uh, character seems very gay the actor was or is gay indeed um but yeah it comes it has a lot of themes to it that are obviously gay themes and you know i think it that's like obvious in a, a current mindset it's obvious to look back on that and be like yeah freddy krueger would 
work well with that because he like works on your insecurities and fears and right, stuff exactly and at that time especially you shouldn't know, be no gay back then yeah and the rise of uh, the gay cancer they called it back then or As HIV yeah um you know it worked very well with that subject matter it really did and it's so different from all the other totally. Nightmare on Elm Street movies in a great way I find Elm Street 2 to be really super highly underrated yeah absolutely I think that's really cool I mean and of course everybody's big gripe with is oh it messes with the mythology of Freddy Krueger and he appears in real life all of them fuck with the mythology yeah, of Freddy Krueger. and Kruger. he appears in real life, I think, in almost every one of them. Yeah. Like, dude, okay. He, he also appears in our reality at one point. Yeah. Like, I mean, he breaks the entire fourth wall. That's the thing that kills me, is to me that whole, you know, him appearing at the pool party thing uh-huh. is completely non-valid, because in the first movie, obviously he fucking appears in the real yeah. world. He's pulled into the real world by Nancy. He's on top of fucking Nancy's mom while he's on fire. Mm-hmm. He's into that fire fuck uh-huh. he's and a freak she, and then she turns into a skeleton and escapes into the lightning yeah she, which sounds like a great metal song escape to the lightning yeah <laughs> it's tight and then even in you know everybody's beloved part three dream yeah, warriors dream warriors he appears in the real world as a fucking reanimated skeleton yep. like fuck off with this whole he appears in the real world yep. it breaks the mythology fuck that it's a normal thing i think elm street 2 is is really really cool and mm. again highly misunderstood probably even by the people that fucking made it yeah, well, that's obvious if you watch them talk about it. Yeah. Like, they, you know, they didn't get what it was they were making. No. I love it. I don't know. I don't know if uh, Friday Part 2 is as good as Elm Street Part 2. I don't know which one no, is Elm Street more Part beloved Part 2 is better, me. I think. I think it's better. I, I like the yeah. introduction of Jason and everything, but we'll get into it. There are a lot of issues with this movie. There are tons sure. of issues of this movie. I think probably, I will say, it is not as good as Elm Street Part no. 2. But I think that we're in the minority there because most people don't like Elm yeah, Street Part 2. Yeah, and most people would be, you know, because it is the introduction of Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Even though he's, you know, burlap sack Jason Voorhees and not hockey head. mask. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he does some of his machete kills. That, he uh, does. Good old uh, what do you the the spear through the bed? That's a real great kill. Like this is this is I guess that line where um, how much you love Jason Voorhees versus uh, how much you're willing to stretch your imagination yeah. to get Elm Street. That's two. tested, yeah. right? Right. And I, I would say Elm Street Two is better. What's next on your list of sequels, Steve? Um, Poltergeist Two. Poltergeist Two. Okay, so mm-hmm. I've seen that all of once. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It is good. It's It's got some issues, for sure. It has some issues. It has a lot of the same returning cast. Actually, yeah. pretty much all the Every, same uh, returning yeah, cast. Yeah, everybody's back pretty Other, much. The, the older sister, she died, didn't she? No, that's three. three. Oh, but she's still in it. Is she? She, did, she died after they made it. Oh, okay. See, I couldn't remember yeah. all those specific. Again, oh, wait, no. I was thinking of the younger sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The older, the older sister. The older sister. Though. Oh, my gosh. That's a sad she story. She got like, murdered, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, I think. She, yeah, and they just say that she's off in college. She got murdered by her boyfriend, who was abusive. Up. So, Ooh. yeah. Crazy shit. Poltergeist 2 is cool, though. It's got fucking Kane and uh-huh. all that stuff. Has some good creepy stuff in it. I don't think that I enjoyed it as more as much as I like a Friday Two. No, no, it's and it, it repeats a lot of the same stuff from the first one. It does. It's nowhere near as good as the first one. I no. think the first Poltergeist is one of my favorite fucking horror movies ever. It's great. Well, I, I think it's it fucking amazing. Yeah, I can't wait to cover that movie because 
I think we were even talking last week on a Veronica episode about how since the family is so real mm-hmm. and shit like this, yeah. like it makes you care about him and stuff. Yeah. I think the first Poltergeist is a real success in and that it's, regard. Uh, it also it has it's suburban horror as I've talked totally, about before. Yeah. I love suburban horror yeah. because it, you know, I didn't grow up in the suburbs, but it, it seems like that sort of melting pots area yeah. where you see all these different people come together basically because they could get a home loan. Right. Yeah. And the suburbs like. You know, and the in shows are presented as like this peaceful area, but they're never peaceful area. Right, they're always yeah. weird as shit, like uh-huh. in the burbs, which we also talked about. Family matters. Yeah, exactly. Cloning. Cloning. Changing personalities. Uh huh. Stefan Urkel. Uh huh. Maybe you heard of him? Did he do that? Well, do you remember when he was <laughs> when he was <laughs> Bruce Lee? No. Basically, he had like a character <laughs> where he was a karate master. No, I don't remember this. Man, those oh are the late seasons. Wow. Yeah. They were running on fumes back then. <laughs> they were so, running on fumes from the beginning probably so. of Urkel. <laughs> so overall, what do you think Poltergeist 2 versus Friday 2? Which do you like better? Um, I think I like Friday 13th Part 2, but I think, um, again, it's a lot of it is just the love of the character Jason, whereas whereas Poltergeist 2 is probably a more watchable movie. I'll agree. I think that Poltergeist 2 is like probably actually a better Mm -hmm. movie in terms of making more sense because as we'll talk about, Friday 2 makes no fucking sense. sense. There's (laughs) no way that it makes any sense. There's just so many fucking weird loopholes in this movie. Poltergeist 2 definitely a better movie, but Friday 2 kind of makes me happier to watch. I just, as anybody that listens to the show knows, I love Camp Slashers so much. Yeah. I, I just love any slasher so much. So I'm kind of just sort of biased based on the subject matter alone. Now, how do you feel that this stacks up to, like, let's say a Child Play Part 2? Okay, Child's Play Part 2 is, like, more of the same. I've never seen it. Tell um, me about it. Well, uh, have you seen Child's Play 1? Of course, yeah. It's we like covered that. it. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, it's just more of the same. And that's, I mean, um, I think, like, I, I, okay, I'm going to compare this to video game sequels. Okay. I, I'm a I'm huge fan of the Assassin's Creed series. Right. Um, I really liked the Mass Effect games. I like Elder Scrolls, etc. All yep. these have had several sequels. And one of the things that always irritated me about the Assassin's Creed games is that critics and, and gamers of Assassin's Creed would often complain that each game was so similar to the last. Yeah. For me, that's great. For me, it's like, this is a game I love. Yeah, exactly. And I Give get to play more, more of, it. of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. So, like, with Child's Play, it's like, I really like the first Child's Play. Child's I like Play the first 2 Child's Play. is like the first Child's Play. I want to say I've seen a couple of clips from it, and it seemed like kind of more over the top and weird. Yeah. Like, it showed, like, the toy factory, uh-huh. and it looked really strange yeah. and shit. Yeah, I mean, and that's, I mean, the thing about the first one is that it's already over the top weird. Yeah. Like, the the fact that he uses some sort of voodoo spell to enter a, a doll. Yeah. And that the doll, of course, is somehow super strong, etc. Like, yeah, we talked apparently. about all this yeah. in the Child's Play episode. Go Maybe check you it go out. back and listen to it. Rate and review on iTunes. Hey! Um, but, like, he... You know, it's already an over-the-top premise, and that's yeah. the thing about Child's Play is it amps up each each new sequel amps it up. Okay. Like, you know, eventually he has a girlfriend and they have a baby. Right. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like the, you know, it, it's all more and more ridiculous, but also more of the same. But I'd say, kind of in a way, too, 
kind of like what we'll see here in Friday to, I'm just guessing, of course, with Child's Play to your, like, part of the fun of the original Child's Play is there's that kind of, like, half-baked sort of storyline of maybe the killer is the kid. Yeah, but that never really comes out fully yeah. in the first, yeah. But then with the second one, you know it's not. Yeah, it's obviously the doll. Yeah, and it's kind of like watching this movie. You know it's not Miss Voorhees again, obviously. Yeah, she did. Yeah, her, we head saw, is, her yeah, head's we, off. Yeah, we see her head in the opening scene. Like, not only do they show us the flashbacks of her getting her head cut <laughs> off, she also is in a refrigerator. Her yeah. head is in a refrigerator. Just a reminder. Yeah. She's super dead. Super dead. Totally not a threat at all. So I imagine it's ever that. So I haven't seen Child's Play 2, so I can't compare it myself, but which do you think is better? Um, I would say, I, I'd say Friday part two is better because you know yeah. it, it it starts a new era it introduces jason for i like that's always going to be the fallback like the positive of this movie is that it introduces us to jason Voorhees. now let me ask you here too uh of course the friday movies are one of my favorite franchises yeah i want to ask next friday is great too <laughs> friday after next yeah friday i mean friday was the best obviously for sure <laughs> you can't get chris tucker back it seems like why do you even make why a even bother yeah right but how would you feel this compares to the second installment of one of your favorite horror movies, A Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Oh, man. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, is amazing, stark, horrific. One of the most hard-to-watch movies ever. Yeah, yeah. It's, one of, it's one of the best horror movies ever made oh, yeah, without a doubt. absolutely. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is a huge running joke. It is very fucking weird. And very strange. Dennis Hopper is in it. Yeah. He's way looking for Franklin way over the top, but it has stretch. I love me some stretch. Yeah, true. Uh, I love how at the end, I mean, uh, spoiler alert, she doesn't die. Right. But I love how at the end, she has the chainsaw and she's like doing the... Totally. Like, with it. That's, who's that's who's a, the guy with the, the plate on his head that's scratching with the coat hanger all the time? God damn it. What that is his name? Guy. I can't yeah. his name. Uh, I just Bill Mosley is who plays him. Like, right. Chopper. Chopper. Chopper is his name. Chop yeah. top. Uh-huh. Chop, Chop top. top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually just watched that for the first time maybe six months ago or so. Mm -hmm. I'd never seen it before, and I was blown away by how different it was. It's so different. I mean, the the first one, you almost feel like you're watching like a fucked up documentary, Mm -hmm. like a found footage movie. It is just so, like you said, stark and raw and depraved in every possible way. And then the second one is, is... Borderline cartoonish. Yes, at times. It's cartoonish. The locales, sure. the bright colors, the car chase. Yeah. yeah like dude, oh my it god. It starts with dude. a car chase. Basically, it's fucking insane. It's so fucking weird, dude. Yeah. It, it's, you know what? Honestly, like to me, the closest analog I can find between Texas Chainsaw One and Texas Chainsaw Two in terms of look, tone, everything. Yeah. If you compare Frank Miller's Dark Knight to Dark Knight Strikes Again. Okay. Okay. In terms of it's just like this total cocaine comic uh-huh. book, fucking bright colors, yeah. insanity, like what yeah. the fuck is even going on? Whereas the first one is this super dark, dark super yeah. serious mm-hmm. fucking, God, I love Dark Knight so yeah, much, it's man. It's really good. I love um, it so much. I would say basically what they did was for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, 
you know how in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1, they Damn. work up to the insanity oh, of yeah. the dinner the scene. The dinner scene, sure. Which is the most, like, over-the-top moment, oh my for God, sure. yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 said, okay, we'll start there. Yeah. Yeah, let's just keep that at a, <laughs> at a simmer the whole time. That and then fucking go for it. And we'll give Dennis Hopper all the cocaine. Yeah. Oh, dude, he was coked out of his fucking mind, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But it's so weird because it's like... Whereas the first one is so grimy and realistic and mm-hmm. believable and shit, the second one is is totally the opposite, where it is so over the top and unbelievable and ridiculous that, I don't know, it's such a completely different tone for yeah. a movie. I still like it a lot, and oh, I would yeah. love to cover it. And actually, I think our, our friends on, by the time this airs, our friends on the Say You Love Satan podcast will have just covered it on one of their newest episodes so be yeah. sure to go and go check, check that it out for sure check that out so how do you think it stacks up to a friday two? which one do you like to watch more i think i'm gonna go with a friday two because it's just yeah. it's it's almost a more digestible watch yes and texas chainsaw massacre 2 is painful at moments so oh like my it's god hard to yeah watch. yeah totally so yeah it's yeah so yeah friday the 13th part two is probably better probably better seagull what's it's, next on your list um well, Ben, there's a little movie called Gremlins. Oh, a gremlin, huh? Yeah. Have you ever heard of it? I've heard tell of a gremlin. Well, listen, you don't want to feed them after midnight. They don't like bright light. And bright God light. damn it if you get them wet. <laughs> after midnight. And if you feed them spaghetti in a sauna. <laughs> all hell breaks all loose. All hell breaks loose. Um, gremlins 2. It's a batshit crazy fucking movie. One of the most insane... Uh, movies ever made. Some of the most scared I have ever been in my entire life. I know. Life. Why is it like? Because I was real little when it came out, like yeah. a very small child, and I remember seeing the first one. Like you know, it has some scariness to it, but yeah. it was kind of a cute movie if you're a kid and you don't get death that well. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Like when you watch it as an adult, you're like, wow, this is fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Fucking her dad dressed as Santa Claus died in the fucking chimney. Yeah. <laughs> that that speech fuck? is crazy. Holy shit. Uh, but as a kid, you just don't pay any attention to that. Right. You're like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. the Mogwai's cute. Yeah, um, totally. The but, second one, dude, I remember vividly because uh, I was, that had to come out, what, 88, 89? Yeah, somewhere around there. Because I remember it was being advertised on TV when I had the chicken pox. Mm hmm. I was covered, just fucking inside my yeah. gums, just fucking everything, mm-hmm. covered in chicken pox, as we all were when yes. we were kids. That's how we used to do it before the vaccine. You know what? I was just about to ask. Do kids get chicken pox anymore? No, vaccine. They have it fixed. Mm-hmm. That's one of those things. You're hearing genuine shock and awe in my voice, yeah. listeners, because actually, now that I think about it, it's like, dude, I've been teaching guitar lessons, which means kids, Yeah. Uh, for fucking you know, 10 or 14 years or something like this. Yeah. And it just hit me. I've literally never had anybody calling because they have chicken pox. It's because <laughs> there's a vaccine. Yeah, there's a vaccine now. Holy fuck. Yeah, it God doesn't damn. cause autism, as none of them do. Right. Yeah. Jane and the McCarthy. world is round. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, uh, that, that's crazy. But I remember, you know, being like maybe five years mm-hmm. old maybe and having chicken pox and being laid up on the couch and eating vanilla fudge ripple ice cream that my crazy pillhead nana brought me good times <laughs> awesome stuff and like anytime that advertisement for Gunless 2 would come on TV I'd be like meh it's creepy like it scared the fuck out of me those little gremlins scared the fuck out of me there was the electricity gremlin 
What the fuck? There was the spider gremlin. Yes. There was the bat gremlin. Oh, that, dude, the bat one was ultra terrifying. Uh, and turned they had, into a gargoyle. They had ads in, like, Nintendo Power and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And I, I, I would, like, rip those pages out and throw them away. Yeah. I'd be like, Mom, I can't look at these. Mom. Yeah. I think the perfect encapsulation of how Gremlins 2 got made is yeah. that Key and Pill skit where... They're in, they're doing the writers' room for Gremlins too, and then <laughs> seems legit. And then Jordan Peele comes in as an over the top, uh, insane Hollywood character, and just asks for the craziest ideas that he can get, and that's what he gets. And, and then it happened. Fuck yes, those are like it's it's like it's not even hard to say here. Friday Thirteenth Part Two is better, Absolutely. but Gremlins Two scared me more as a kid absolutely i would say probably <laughs> honestly probably scares me more as an adult like it's weird as shit it's been so long since Hulk I was too. what yes. hogan's in there yeah hollywood yes and phoebe cates is wearing that weird ass hat Holy like it's shit, like a hat that. that's like the empire state building i totally don't remember oh it. man Oh Man, but Phoebe Lord. Cates is still hot in it, so... Well, of course. Yeah. And Hogan, too. She's still attractive now. Is she? She was real young, though, in the 80s. Like, she was yeah. 16 in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, okay. Those right are on. underage boobies. Oh, no. Look out. Yeah. Look out. Yeah, Gremlins 2, uh, that's, that's one of those ones I think would be a hard watch for me to go back on. I think it would, like, give me childhood regressive trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, where it would like yeah. freak me the fuck out. I think because I did rewatch it not long ago, uh, not this most recent Christmas, but the the one before. Yeah. Um, I think actually what you'd find is it bo- it's more boring. <laughs> <than this. laughs> like it's it's kind of boring. Like it is just a bunch of set pieces and not really a story. It's like okay, well we'll have the spider gremlin over here and right. they'll walk in and be like, oh that's weird. I'll and- tell you a fucking sequel that I would say stomps on a Friday the 13th part 2 what it is it's gonna be an alien part 2 alien part 2 alien <laughs> aliens is seriously I mean it's not a horror movie yeah it's but a the sci-fi first, action movie the first one is a sci-fi horror movie yeah so I think it still counts here I'm gonna go with it still counts it has horror elements dude yeah I mean, it does some... for sure I mean yeah, yeah. The, the xenomorphs are legitimately scared Ter- and then mm. like the whole like kill me uh-huh. the guy's like glued up on the wall yeah. by the queen and shit that's that's really horrific real scary stuff. stuff aliens um well like you said alien of course directed by ridley scott uh-huh. is the best sci-fi horror movie ever made yeah without a doubt yeah that's 100 the sense of sheer terror and claustrophobia uh-huh. And, dude, also just the incredible H.R. Giger set design. Yeah, so good. I can't, I cannot praise Alien enough. It's one uh-huh. of my favorite movies of all time ever. So good. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And Aliens, you know, it's one of those scenes that whenever you have a part one that is so iconic and groundbreaking, whenever you make a part two, you can either try your goddamn best to do the same thing again and make lightning strike twice. Right. Which is not going to happen. Yeah, very unlikely. It will not happen. Yeah. Or you can just be like, well, let's let's take this in a different direction and yeah. do it in a different kind of way. I mean, there was that corporate element to the first one. Let's yeah. let's go into that. Yeah, turn it into an action movie with yeah. uh, basically space truckers. I think that basically what should always happen is you get James Cameron to do part two. That's not a bad call. I mean, T two T two 
totally the same. Obviously, kind of thing. Avatar two is going to be so great. <laughs> now that's going to be the deal breaker because the thing is, if James Cameron does part one and then he does part two, is it still good? Does it work that way? Wait, didn't he do Terminator 1? Did he do Terminator 1? Oh, yeah, I think so. I'm not positive on that. He might have. Yeah, I think so. Um, but Avatar is a piece of shit. Avatar is a piece of shit, so maybe part two will be great. We're going to fucking find out, I guess. I can't wait for Titanic 2. Titanic 2. Uh-huh. Titanicer. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they bring, Jack just floats up to the top. And then Tony Stark <laughs> comes down and scoops him up. <laughs> Aliens is is fucking amazing. Again, it's kind of a stretch to call it a horror movie exactly. Yeah. But, but I think it's fucking incredible. I think I like Alien better than Aliens, honestly. Yeah, but Aliens is a more watchable movie, I think. It's phenomenal. And yeah. dude, probably some Bill of the... Bill Paxton, oh, obviously. Dude, the Pax is mm-hmm. in there. The Henriksen is in there. Yeah, Lance Henriksen. From our Pumpkinhead episode. Uh-huh. Go check that one out. You goddamn right. Mm-hmm. But, dude, the, the, the practical special effects are second to none. Yeah. I still I still watch those scenes with like the Queen Alien and stuff. So I, don't, I don't know how they did it. I have no idea. Uh, a lot of it, condoms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah apparently. They used a lot of condoms. Condoms and lube. And lube to give it that sheen. Oh, my God. Aliens 2 <laughs> is a shit. I will say Aliens 2 stomps the fuck out of Friday the 13th Part 2. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's not even a contest. I think so, too. Yeah. Let's uh, finish her out here, Ben, with a little movie called Jaws. Jars? Yeah. Jaws 2. i never seen it. Makes no sense. Shouldn't <laughs> exist. Shouldn't Is that exist. this time it's personal Jaws? Oh, I know. That's three. I believe, because mm. mm. that's the one where he chases the fam. Oh, wait, no. Three is 3D. That's the one where he's in SeaWorld. Four is the one where he chases the family down to the Caribbean. Dude, I haven't seen he, any I, of them. I keep saying he, it's she. Jaws okay. is a she in the fourth one. I, think. I haven't seen Third any one. of them other than one. Are any of them worth a goddamn? No, no. <laughs> that Yeah, Jaws 1 is an amazing it's movie. Incredible. And we should cover it for the 4th of July weekend. That's a good idea. I like goddamn it. Goddamn perfect. But uh, Jaws 2 has uh, Chief Brody back. But you, okay. you don't get really, um, you don't get any of the awesomeness of the first one where you have like the idea, like first off that this is a rare occurrence that, um, you have pressure from the town to keep the beaches open because right, yeah, nobody yeah. would, uh, expect a shark attack here in Amity. No. In the sequel, of course they would. There were all those <laughs> last year. Um, you also have the fact that Chief Brody basically never wants to go back in the water at the end of Jaws. I should think. And then it's like, oh, they keep pulling me back in. Just when I thought I was out. Yeah. They pull me back in. Um, it's like, it's almost on the level of ridiculous where at the end of Rocky, um, <laughs> Apollo says, ain't going to be no rematch. And then the beginning of Rocky <laughs> 2 is Apollo in a wheelchair saying, I want a rematch. <laughs> it's almost that level. Yeah, it's almost that level where it's like, okay, so Chief Brody's done with the water. Yeah, yeah. Nope. No, he's <laughs> no, not. He's cool. No. He's, oh, the fucking not water. Close. Oh, and oh, you know, Amity hasn't learned a lesson. <laughs> yeah. Jaws 2 is terrible. I've heard that it sucks. Yeah. I only bring it up just to really elevate... Friday the 13th part two to remind because we just talked about aliens yeah and 
that'll make people think again like it's just like when uh, with the Veronica episode where you asked me if it was better than Jurassic Park 3 mm. oh mm. Uh, this let's just go and compare Friday the 13th part 2 to Jaws part 2 Jaws the original blockbuster yeah Jaws part 2 is fucking horrendous okay Friday the 13th part 2 is a masterpiece next to it now let me throw you one more wild card before you begin talking about the movie let's hear it wild card how do you feel how this installment of the Friday the 13th franchise stacks up to another camp slasher sequel, a sleepaway camp part two? Sleepaway camp part two? Um, sleepaway camp two is not good. It's not good. Sleepaway camp ends perfectly. It should have been completely self-contained yeah. and not had any sequels. Sleepaway and camp one is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Yeah, yeah, and it is one of it the best camp slashers so ever made. Yes, absolutely um, so. Yes, it, yeah. Sleepaway Camp Two just shouldn't have been made, just like Jaws Two. Like, yeah, you nailed it. I feel like even more than, well, we were saying a second ago how Chucky Two, well, Child's Play Two, you know, you don't have the mystery element anymore, so it's kind of dissolved right away. Yeah. Um, Friday Thirteenth Part Two. You don't have the mystery element of who's killing these people anymore. So again, some of the tension and intrigue already gone. Yeah, absolutely. Sleepaway Camp Two. Uh, after after the reveal, no spoilers here of Sleepaway Camp One. There is no following that up. Well, one way to follow it up is to get Bruce Springsteen's sister. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty shocking. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> she was dancing in the dark. <laughs> Man, have you ever paid attention to how fucking depressing that song is? Every Bruce Springsteen song kind of depresses me. I am not a, a, like a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. Yeah. I don't dislike him. Yeah. I know he's obviously uh, talented in his songwriting. It, just as you say, that song is, is super depressing. A, oh, my God. Like, a lot of his songs, even no matter how... Sort of anthem in the USA is fucked up. Yeah, that's a fucked up song. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, <laughs> I get. I guess I see where his sister gets it from. <laughs> I went and listened to to uh, Dancing in the Dark like for for a while. There it was maybe like a year or two ago. Like I was like, man, this song makes me so happy because the synth tone is so silly uh-huh. and the drum beat's so positive and his voice is so gruff and inspiring and so yeah. on. And uh, I listened to it like every day for a while. I was like, yeah, this is my fun time song. And then yeah. I was like, yeah, let's listen to the lyrics. No, it's not my fun time no, song. Let's turn this off. Burn it. Yeah. Get away. I, I kept listening to it. I'm going to go cry it. in the corner. I spiraled into depression. <laughs> it's not good. Did not have a good time with it, man. I get it. I do love that song. Though. It is a great song. Can't ha- I just can't help it. He's got a bunch of great songs. Sleep it Boy just kind of depresses me. Yeah, Sleepaway Camp 2 also kind of depresses me. Yeah, because like, yeah, you have such a great thing. Like, kind of makes a joke of it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, too much. That just happened too much in the eighties. I think with sequels. Like, yeah, I totally was, agree. I totally agree. It was agree. just like, oh, you guys like that first one? Uh, I guess make it stupid. Yeah, just make it dumb. You like this villain? He's good and scary. Let's make him stupid instead. You uh, love that, won't you? A lot of it was, uh, they had quick turnaround, and th- this oh, movie absolutely. itself came out less than a year after the first one, Friday yeah. the 13th Part 2. Yeah, yeah. But Sleepaway Camp was like four years later. Sleepaway Camp 2? Wow. So that doesn't make any sense. Like, why... Why? Yeah. Why? First off, why wait so long for the second one? Because yeah. the first one did really well. Like, right, yeah. Sleepaway Camp is one of those things that falls through the cracks, I guess, because it was so weird. People don't want to 
talk about it at a certain point. Right. And there's not like a, you know, a monster per There's se. not a monster. Yeah. Yeah. In the end, the, the, the monstrous thing is like, oh, right. Like uh, gender roles. Gender roles <laughs> are scary. Yeah. I, dude, like I think that Sleepaway Camp, like the original one on surface level, which is why when I watched this movie for the first time. It fucked me up so mm-hmm. bad because on surface level it just seems like another silly, yeah, you know, even even like super sexist like camp slasher. Oh yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. Have you seen Judy? Man oh man. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Judy. Yeah. But then like at the end of the movie and stuff, and then especially when you get into some of the weirder parts of the, of yeah. the movie and really start analyzing it, it's, it's actually got some pretty super fucking deep weird shit going yeah, on with it it's really gets deep into like gender roles and how like you know they're the border is is not clearly defined yeah and totally yeah things can happen that uh, create uh you know identity issues identity and issues and and people don't feel at home in their own body etc like yeah that's that, like that movie in a weird way as like one of the ultimate body horror movies it is it is in yeah. the simplest way yeah in the simplest way of like you thought this was a girl yeah exactly <laughs> it's not like and then the second one it's like the people that made the second one watched it and were like oh okay it's camp slasher and it's so silly and corny yeah. like they just missed the entire fucking yeah. point entirely it's all it's all out the window there yeah Friday 2 definitely better than Sleepaway Camp yeah. 2 in my opinion 100% well I think that kind of knocks out our list that we have here of Good old 80s uh, horror flicks with sequels. Yeah, Let there, us know if we missed of others, some of yeah. your favorites. Of course, there's tons and tons and tons of others. Mm-hmm. Let us know if we missed some of your favorites. Ghoulies 2. A Ghoulies Dose, yeah. Uh, critters 2. A Cretes 2. That's right. That's right. Yeah, there's 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 many others that I'm sure that we missed. A Puppet Master. Puppet Master like 2, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen any of those, by the way. House 2, the second story. Okay, I love House. House is good. I House 2. House so all right, check it out. I never seen. I, I'd like too. to hear what you think. Okay, yeah. Let us know your favorites on our Facebook uh, group. We have a great Facebook group at Dead and Lovely Podcast. We do. We enjoy hearing from you guys and For commenting real. and uh, talking with y'all. So let us know your favorite '80s horror sequels that we might have forgotten about. But for now, let's get into our uh, meat of our dis- of our discussion here: mm-hmm. the the veal chop. The tasty best part of the show. Delicious veal. <laughs> Let's talk about Friday the 13th, part two. When did this come out, Steve? This is 1980-something or another. 81. April 30th, 1981. I wasn't alive. It was April what? April 30th. Wow. So uh, my brother was a scant two weeks old Oh. when this made its You think you even saw it? I think he's seen it. Yeah, he probably has. He probably seen it. Yeah. This movie, um, I mean, obviously the first Friday the 13th made a lot of money. Uh, yeah. And so they they basically, I don't even know if it was out of the theaters before they were really like Let's do more. Working on it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we'll get into the script issues and stuff. But oh God, yeah. um, they had Steve Miner who worked on the first one yeah. come back to direct. Uh, the writers weren't associated with the first one, and honestly, from what I gathered, uh, weren't entirely involved no. from the moment it started shooting. The, the impression that I got is that really nobody from the first one wanted to do another, because the first yeah. one, and, and honestly, dude, uh, if you go back and listen to our Friday 13th Part 1 episode, yeah, you'll understand. It's one of my favorite fucking It's great. Films. It's and great. It, but it's it doesn't so, have Jason Voorhees in it. No, but but that's okay. Or does it? 
but we'll get well, into that. Yeah, maybe it does. But that's the thing is like it's so self-contained and wonderful that it could have just kind of stopped there. Kind of like Halloween, man. It's like yeah, that was enough actually. Yeah, that's enough for me to go on right there. Yeah, and it would I would be interested in seeing because I mean as we talked about with Halloween and the Friday Thirteenth episode, um, you know, uh, Sean Cunningham, the creator of the Friday Thirteenth series friends with john carpenter yeah uh worked with wes craven like th- these these guys were all working together um and you know john carpenter has this idea for this anthology horror yeah. type of thing where it would be a different thing every time sean cunningham has this idea like i would have liked to have seen that i would yeah, like totally. to have seen like instead them <laughs> are you telling me i could have a new john carpenter horror movie every year and it's just gonna have the same title halloween yeah great or like a new kid who was born on Friday the 13th every year that was like fucked up weird or something. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Give me that. I'm cool with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this builds off of something that doesn't make a ton of sense, perhaps. No. Um, because what we get at the end of Friday the 13th, the original, is we see Jason Voorhees, but it is a dream or a hallucination. We should think. We should think. Now, I did argue when we talked about Friday the 13th yeah. that at one point we see Tom Savini's hands totally yeah. uh, kill Kevin Bacon yeah. and I think if we want to make it make sense that means Jason is in the first movie right and you that can, would be you the only even, sort of explanation it would seem and you can even kind of make sense of that by saying obviously Miss Voorhees mm-hmm. is a crazy person yeah and is like, my son died, even though he's alive. Yeah, yeah. He almost ground, and she, like, goes over the edge. And maybe she's like, he's not my son no more. Or yeah. something like this. Like, when you're dealing with a crazy person, you yeah. can make those logical leaps. It's true. It can make sense. If you're like, well, she was insane, obviously. She had her issues. Yeah. Her, her, uh, her attachment to reality was a bit loose. Clearly. He could have very well just been alive the whole time and even helping her yeah. kill. Yeah, but she's like, you died. Like You may- died. Like, You're a spirit of vengeance or something. Like maybe like, that's the thing. Is like maybe, maybe baby Jason actually did... You know, drown, and she pulled his body out of the water, and it he was, him. and he was dead. Yeah, but then performed CPR or yeah. something on there, and brought him back to life, or somebody else brought him back. But she was like, "No, he died. He's not my son no more. Right. My son died." Uh huh. This is another thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's the best way that you could kind of explain this because well, and then that would work for the future when we know for yes. sure he's decomposing and yeah. he's a hell demon. Yeah, which yeah. is pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of the thing about this movie that is the hardest the hardest thing to make sense of. Yeah. In the first movie, Miss Voorhees was out to wreak vengeance on the people who watched her son die. Yeah. Or had sex while. Yeah, he was while dying. he died. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this movie, Jason is out to get revenge on the people that, that cut his, his mom. mom's head off, which means he watched him do it, which means he was alive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what was what was the conversation like in these offices while they were well, planning this movie out? Whatever like, it I was. I want to be a fly on the wall. Whatever it was was enough to make Tom Savini drop out. Exactly, yeah. because he went to work on The Burning instead, yeah. uh, that, which uh, came better, out that same year. Uh, maybe better than this movie. I completely agree. Yeah. I want to talk I want to talk about that more in depth yeah. as we go on, too, because yeah. I do feel like in terms of just 
originality and quality uh-huh. overall and, and believability. level of George Costanza. Oh, dude, the Costanza it's one to zero. On it's through one. the roof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the burning which Tom Savini worked on instead of a Friday Thirteenth Part Two is definitely a better movie. Yeah, it's it is. Um, also, you know, uh, Stan Winston was attached to this yeah. at a certain point. Yeah. Um, it, it and he had other priorities. I think if you look at the fact that uh, Adrian King uh, wasn't brought back, like you look at the fact that a, a lot of people, like all the crew, a whole lot of the crew from the first came back. And right. why wouldn't they? It was yeah. fun time. I'm yeah, like sure. Like when you're working on a crew of a movie, a lot of it is about getting a paycheck. And a lot of it about, is it about like, uh, are these people, are these fun people to work with? That's and like being course. in a band, dude. I mean, yeah. yeah. So the, the first movie was fun to work with. Yeah. Tom Savini. It was fun. Yeah. Everybody involved basically is back. And just, if you watch Crystal Lake, uh, memories, the, the documentary, which is so great. highly recommended, yeah, check yeah. it out. It's, it's usually it's on six hours ish. Yeah, yeah. It's on shutter. Um, I think it might even be on Amazon prime. Not yeah, I positive. think it is. Yeah. Um, if you watch that same same feeling on the set everybody had a great time for yeah. this movie yeah um but a few people who had i guess more vision and more of a more career potential i guess or not just potential but like they had more career opportunities at that moment right they were able to see like this doesn't, this make, doesn't make sense, sense. No. and like i'm not sure i want to stay attached to this i could go do some other stuff yeah and, and i completely understand that and in a lot of ways this movie does feel like it was very much slapped together very mm-hmm. very fucking quickly yeah um, and of course with the the end of the first Friday the 13th movie the whole jump scare at the end of uh-huh. baby zombie Jason jumping out of the water yeah. and grabbing her that was a producer decision like yes very much like the ending of uh, fucking Elm Street 1. Yeah, where, yeah, we get that muddled, like, three different ending yeah. type of ending, and you don't know exactly yeah. what happened until Dream Warriors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, the jump scare turnaround. And honestly, dude, it all goes back to fucking Carrie. It yes. all goes back it to Carrie. It does, with the burst out of the, the ground hand. It yeah. all goes back to that. Mm-hmm. It really, really, really does. Weird they didn't make Carrie 2 until the 90s. I know, right? Yeah. What the fuck, man? <laughs> So I think that all goes back to that. And this movie was definitely slapped together very, very, very quickly in uh-huh. terms of like, like you said, it began production while the first one was in yeah. theaters. And then too, it's like, even if you just look at the layout of this movie, the movie starts with literally about uh, it's between 12 and 14 minutes of flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. And partial, you know, partial live action, well, you know, current day scenes before the credits happen. It's like they're reminding you of a movie you couldn't possibly have forgotten. Yeah, dude. Because it just came out. Which, you know, we kind of thought about starting this episode out with like the first 20 minutes of our Friday 13th Part 1 episode. (laughs) And us just every once in a while uh, rotating in a bed and moaning. Yeah. And be like, hey, do you remember when... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's almost like that time. Yeah, exactly. It's like a Family Guy episode, basically. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) But the, the movie does start off with just like basically... Yeah, 15 minutes or so of flashbacks of our, our main character from the first movie. Uh-huh. Alice. Alice. Played and, by Adrian King. And I have some questions about this. Yeah. So she's at home. She's having dreams and stuff about the first movie, which so are remember, just by the by way, Sean's flashbacks. Just because in, in case it's not clear, yeah. her new home is Crystal Lake. She has moved now from that's, her... That's my thing. I was going to ask. Yeah. 
Where the fuck does she live? She now lives in Crystal Lake to uh, an attempt to confront her demons. When is that explained? What? The uh, improv phone conversation she has with her mom. Does she mention that? Uh, She doesn't say she's moved to Crystal Lake. But she says that she's trying to figure things out. We know she's in Crystal Lake because Jason's there. I guess. I mean, it's not clear. But we know Jason doesn't leave Crystal Lake until he takes Manhattan. Yes, correct. So, So she's in Crystal Lake. In some weird attempt, I guess, to confront whatever has happened. It's been four months. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't either. It doesn't make any sense. It would be like, oh, my dad died in a car accident, so I just go hang out at the drunk tank. I'll go buy the same car that he died in. Like, (laughs) what? And drive it late at night on Friday. Drunk. (laughs) Drunk, yeah. Just to see what happens. Um, But yeah, she's at her house, and she's having dreams about the events of the first one. mm -hmm. She, I guess, has like fucking photographic memory flashbacks of his dreams and stuff. Yeah, nobody's head looks weird, or no. nobody is somebody, but they're not. Like, yeah, it's just the exact flashbacks exactly the from the first movie. And the thing about it is, too, is like when it opens up, we see that kid that's like running down the street, splashing in puddles, and then he sees Jason. It, these are just like foot shots. Yeah. But at this point, does Jason have the bag on his head? No, the only thing we see in uh, the the opening is the foot shots. And by the way. That's a woman. That's a lady. Uh huh. The only trans time Jason has been played by a woman, and it was in the beginning of the second one. Trans Jason. Trans Jason. Um, we we get her a little bit like like all of this is improv. There was no. Yeah. Apparently, she didn't even want to be in the movie because after the events of the first movie, she had a horrible yeah, stalker. Yeah, she, she had a stalker who incident. was a fan of the first movie and yeah. basically almost killed her. She talked yeah. him down from that. She didn't want to come back necessarily because of that, but also one of the things quoted is that she, her agent wanted too much money. Okay. That's bullshit. Um, yeah. I They made this movie on a $1.25 million budget, which is more than double the yeah. original and it made the, like 21 million dollars the original made uh 10 times the budget god damn that's a lot of money they had the money to bring her Absolutely. back if they wanted to make a movie Absolutely. with her um so i i would believe that it was her decision but it wasn't obviously she came back yeah so they should have just given her the money and you would have a much better movie yeah. already cuz you you get she now gets to confront Jason. Yeah. Though I'm not saying in the least bit, because Jenny in this, our final girl. She's awesome. She's awesome. She's fucking And great. the actress is great. Yeah. Uh, it all comes out great in, in that respect. Yeah. But Adrian King, they should have just given her the money. It's it's stupid they didn't. But I want to know how Jason knew where she fucking lived and stuff. And, like, that kid that was walking on the street was not like, hey, here's this deformed fucking sloth-looking guy or hey, bag baghead man. guy. Yeah. How did Jason know where she fucking lived? This whole thing where, like, like he said, she showed up on the set. They didn't have a script. That whole, like, it's like a three-minute long shot of her just hanging around her house and then fucking getting on that phone call with her parents or whatever, which she just improvised, and then taking a shower and all this stuff. The phone rings again. Is that Jason, like, prank calling her? Like, does it Jason... must be, yes. It must be, right? And, and I'm assuming... How does he know how phones work? Okay, so, like, I, I'm giving you my head cannon here. 
is that he's using the phone booth that we see later um, that the kids are makes trying a to call from. Yeah, because that's the you only phone booth. You think she lives right in that hood? Yeah, I'm guessing so. She lives maybe over one of those stores or something. Okay, that's so... That's stretching. That is stretching. Yeah, but yeah, the because the movie doesn't provide us with any of these answers, we have to assume some things. And I'm... I'm I mean... Now, here's the thing, Steve. Yeah. Because after she gets out of the shower and stuff, she starts getting these ideas that somebody might be in the house. Yeah. She opens up the old fridge there. There's Mama's head in there. Yeah. Now, that means Jason was just like carrying that thing around with him. Mm-hmm. When that little boy earlier saw him on the street, maybe he was holding that thing. In a bag? Maybe in a Walmart bag. A maybe po- he was holding poke. it in a sack. And a poke. That he then put on his head. Okay. All right. Let's All right. say that makes some sense. A small head bag. Now, yeah. did he put that head in the Frigidaire because he was like, you know what? It's creeper out if I put this in here and she looked in it. If he killed her before she looked in it, would he have been disappointed? It's like, I really wish Aww, she would have looked in there. Seen it. it would have freaked her out real good. Or was he like, I need to keep this thing cooled down? I don't think Jason would. You know what? I don't think. Either of those make any sense. Yeah. Well, and so, here's yeah, the thing I mean, that makes no sense, too. The yeah. head that we see in the fucking refrigerator is not the same as the preserved head that we see in his yeah. little shack later. Though it is five years later. Okay, so it so might have been, like, mummified yeah, or preserved Yeah, it might be a bit then. decomposed. That was a fresh head by Yeah, it's point. a four-month head. A four-month you know noggin. <laughs> a four-month noggin looks about the same okay. as the original, right? All right, all right. Listen, I, I'll go check. I'll tell my wife to go check our heads. Sure. Let's see. Find out about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ask Dahmer. The ice pick malfunctioned, by yeah. the way. So, yeah, uh, so I heard. When he first tries to stick it in her head, that response is a genuine pain response. Ouchie McGouchie, she says. Because it didn't, it didn't, you know retract like it's supposed to yeah. immediately. What do you think of her collection of David Bowie drawings she was working on? <laughs> <laughs> she did look like she was uh, maybe... What were those? Was she going to become the artist that drew the Take On Me comic book? I don't know. Like, that's the thing that I don't understand. It would be one thing if she was drawing pictures of like the deformed weird Jason yeah. possible dream sequence. Why was she drawing these pictures of these like David Bowie looking motherfuckers? Hey man, she's an artist, you know. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know. It makes no sense. It makes no sense, the, dude. The opening is is bad. It's I mean it's 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 a lot of it filler. is filler. Filler. Yeah. Yeah. Because this movie barely clocks in at over a hundred or an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah. I mean, really, if you break this movie down, you have the first part, which mm-hmm. is like fifteen minutes of literal just flashback and rewind and improv. Yeah. Yeah. And just shutting down what happened in the first one, mm-hmm. killing off the remaining character. The next, we'll see. Again, that's 15 minutes or so. The next, like, 45 minutes you have is just kind of set up of the yeah. new camp and stuff. Who, these are the camp counselors. Here's how they died. Here's them clowning around. Uh-huh. And then the last 20 minutes is, like, chase. Just a chase. No kills. I guess After that's a true that like, three-act kind of script, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, he, he kills off the first final girl. He meets a new final girl. Yeah. Right? Like, that's okay. Next thing that we get there is when we get into the the new counselors showing up to their mm-hmm. counselor training center. They're not campers. Now, they're not campers like yeah. in the first flick. These are new counselors that are showing up to be trained in the ways of counseling mm-hmm. before campers mm-hmm. show up. Yes. And some people uh, claim 
that this must be set then because it's supposed to be set in 1980. Okay. We're guessing because yep. supposedly the, the first one must be 79. 79, uh, okay. Though the dates don't line up very well. There's some timeline problems here. Some timeline problems. E- even because of when calendar yeah. wise, the last Friday the 13th was. I think it was like March or something that year of 79. Yeah, there's there, there's problems there. I'm not exactly for sure on yeah. all that stuff, but there's there's time timeline problems there for sure. Yeah, 80, uh, we, we only get two that would make sense. There's one in April and there's yeah. one in July. Now, a lot of people okay. say this must be July. Which yeah. makes no sense. Why would you be training your counselors yeah. in July? In the, the prime season of summer camp. Yeah, everything should be going on. So it's pro- this is probably April 1980-ish. I would guess because it seems like it's also or like 19, a little... Sorry, 1984. Because we're five years in the future. That's oh, right, 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 right. But it seems like it's like a little brisk maybe. You see people wearing jackets. Yeah. Some, some people wearing midriff shirts with no bras and so yes, on. Yes, they are. And Confusing dress wear. It is. And the thing is that this was filmed in October and November in uh, Ooh, Connecticut. Oh, it's cold. So it's cold. So was it seriously? That skinny dipping scene. Holy makes, shit. It's like I just got hypothermia for real. God damn, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, and you can tell everybody's kind of cold. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, it's like that, a set that of again, friends out there that would work <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, that that would work though if it's April. Because, yeah. you know, uh, Crystal Lake's supposed to be in New Jersey, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah April Jersey. in New Jersey. It, it might be warm. It might be cold. Sure. And, and so you get some, uh, you know, during the day you see them, they're running in short shorts and, and yeah. small shirts. Evening and then in the evening, maybe sweater time. Yeah. That could make some sense. Um, we're introduced to all these different characters. Uh, our, our main uh, and, and who will be our final girl is Jenny. Yeah. Um, Who's cool? I like Jenny. Yeah, Jenny's great. She's got a she's like got a strong personality. Yep. She's useful, resourceful, very useful, very bright. Like yep. she she doesn't come across in the way that again there's that traditional final girl that I'm not really sure where it starts because like we don't get the, the, it with Jamie Lee Curtis. We the, don't. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. We don't get it in uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part One with Alice. We don't get it in. Nightmare on Elm Street Part One, like right. none of these are screeching, shri- shrieking, the original like, good girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she's she's not one of those. She's strong and has this relationship with the head counselor, Paul. Paul. Paul's to the walls. Paul's to the walls. He is. Which they're definitely, as we find out, an item. Yeah, and and they're fucking. They're real makey outy. Yeah, because like he slept in her bed that first night and leaves her a message on the window or on her mirror, you know, welcome to the wonderful world of AIDS or whatever. Yeah, there's more to that story. <laughs> yeah, I will get into that. In I want to know more about that. We've also got Jeff and Sandra, who are the couple that go off in search of the yeah. actual Camp Crystal Jeff Lake. Jeff always wearing uh, a hat that makes him hat look like Jeff. a 1930s tough. <laughs> <laughs> Street tough. Uh-huh. And Sandra is uh, looks like she's way too young. Guess what? She Spoiler, is. she is. Spoilers, they actually filmed child pornography while yep, making this movie. Full frontal nudity of a yeah. 17-year-old. That's, that's uh, not okay, actually. Yeah. Well, that's why they didn't put it in the movie. They did not put yeah, it in the movie. Yeah, they cut it when they... they Realized she was in fact seven. They said, "Whoop she Daisy." Whoop she Daisy. <laughs> you remember that band? Yeah, everyone loves she Daisy. <laughs> of course, they've got Ted, who is the quote Jokes funny are, man. Yeah, he is not. He's not funny. very funny, though. He does 
tell a joke that my uncle then would uh, tell us pretty regularly when we were kids, which is the uh, uh, a bear and a rabbit go oh, shit in the yeah. woods. Yeah, yeah, the bear yeah. asks the rabbit if he has any problem with shit sticking to his fur. Yeah. The rabbit says no, so the bear picks him up and wipes his ass, wipes with, his him. ass with him. Yeah. That's a good joke. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty fun. We've got Terry, who in my notes is butt girl. Butt girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. Butt girl and Robin. Butt girl and Robin. We are literally introduced to her walking on a camp trail, uh-huh. and it's just her butt and some shorty shorts. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I, I like. I mean, it's obviously objectification, but it's a good butt. Yeah, she. Yeah, she's done well for herself. Yeah, she uh, gets shot in the butt by Creepo Scott Slingshot. Scott Slingshot. Old yeah. Scotty shot. Scott who uh, <laughs> Sling Scott. <laughs> I, I it did bug me that he slingshotted her left butt. Yeah. And she grabbed her right butt. She did, because obviously they didn't really slingshot her butt. Because that would hurt, and no one would turn around with a flirty look. Like, oh. They'd be like, what the fuck? Did you hurt. just fucking shoot me with a slingshot, Scott? Yeah. In and my he'd be butt. like, oh, I'm a funny guy. No. Listen, come over here. Scott, I'm going to punch you in the balls. Scott sucks. Scott yeah. be a rapist. He be a rapist. He seriously comes along and steals her clothes while she's skinny dipping alone. Anybody who is out there like, oh, she's skinny dipping like she's showing the yeah. world. No, she's not. She thought she was alone in the middle of the night. Scott comes yeah. along like a pervert and steals her clothes. Things you could get away with in 80s movies that... uh. Or creepy as shit. No. Or creepy as shit. Yep. That, that's been, like seriously, Scott's only dynamic as a character is he wants to fuck Terry. Yeah, and she does not seem to be into it. Like, what's my motivation? You want to fuck Terry? Uh-huh. Okay, got it. Terry, what's your motivation? I'm looking for my dog. <laughs> that makes sense to put these two characters yeah. together. We've got uh, we've got Mark, who is the dude who is in a wheelchair for the movie. Uh-huh. Yes. We got Vicky, who is the brunette chick that wants to fuck his brains out. She is. Thirsting for that paraplegic dick. Truly she is, and he is just not getting her messages. Yeah, well, I think it plays well because <laughs> the actor uh, is actually gay. Oh and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's there's she tell the the actress, I can't remember her name, uh, who plays Vicky, she She's a cutie. She is very cute. Um she tells the story that like the first day on set, she thought he was really cute, you know, and they have scenes together. Yeah, so yeah, she yeah. started kind of flirting with him and he was like, Oh no, honey. <laughs> like, <laughs> not hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> I do like though, that especially in this era of, of movies that are dominated by Scott type characters. Yeah. I like that they have Vicky in here. who is like a sexually aggressive yeah. female. Yeah. Cause seriously, man, Girls want to fuck too. Yes. Yeah. We need like there. There is that gap where all women in horror movies are just like ditzy and have no idea. Like yeah. If they do want to fuck, it's because they're a bimbo. Yeah. Exactly. And no one, no other woman wants to fuck. Like exactly. she just wants to find every reason to bust a dude's balls yeah. or to be super prudish. Yeah. But Whereas, she is. She is just like. Yeah, yeah, I want to fucking bang this guy in a wheelchair. And she seems like a nice girl, too. Like, she I doesn't know. come off. Like, they don't she make dress her. dress all slutty or anything. No, she but dress we like do get to see her poo bearing it later. <laughs> she does do yeah. some total poo bearing. Which, as we talked about in the past. Shirt and drawers. Young Steven was super into. <laughs> and older Steven is still like, sweet. All right. Uh, 
Although it's real weird that she she to seduce him changes from mm. black panties to brown panties. Dude, what a there, weird change. There are so many things in this movie that confuse me as far as like what did people like back then? Yeah. Like, yeah, give me them them kind of saggy brown <laughs> fucking velvet panties. <laughs> <laughs> just like some form-fitting black panties. Yeah, like, give me them drawers instead. Yeah. Also, these people go to this bar, and they're going nuts over beer, and they're drinking like Budweiser. Yeah. Did people actually like beer back then, Steve? They couldn't have. There's I, no way. Like, how? It sucked. It did. It still sucks. Yeah. Which I also want to point out at the moment. Drinking a delicious beer. Steven, Dollywood Steve, picked us up a sixer of a Highland Brewing Company, Southern Sixer IPA. IPA. And every time I drink a sip of this thing, I just take a look at it and say, God damn. Yeah. God damn. It beer, is delicious. Beer today uh, would make you think that at some point in the past, there was also good beer. But there really wasn't. No. But they it was go just out there and they piss. drink that fucking shit like it's something awesome. Yep, and it's not. God damn, man. <laughs> but, I also want to point out that apparently everybody back then was real skinny. Yeah, everybody is so skinny in this. Like everybody, dude. And, and like not like um, you know, uh, some of the girls. There's um, Vicky. She's a very petite girl. Yeah. Uh, and then um, dude, the Ted. skinny dipping girl. Yeah. Oh, Ted is so. But thin. he's also like shredded as fuck. Yeah, and he's like six five or something. He's like so tall. Like when he jumps out wearing that like mask and the spear and the leotard uh-huh. and shit, he's like an anatomical fucking model. Yeah. He's shredded as fuck. Like even yeah. the fucking nerdy funny guy was shredded back mm-hmm. then. What the? But fuck? like they're not buff. That's the thing is like today. To, yeah. To look like to be in a movie with your shirt off, you gotta look like Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But he was just this like skinny nerdy dude who was also shredded somehow. Yeah, like, yeah. He looked like he'd like not had water in like a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and fucking uh, fucking Terry, old butt girl there. Yes. Yeah, oh, all of her ribs are visible and when she spine. goes skinny dipping. You and can I, count oh, her spinal ooh. columns. Which, hey, listen. I ain't shaming you if you're yeah. a skinny person naturally. Yeah, if you're a naturally skinny person, whatever. That's just like, man, when I was a kid. My parents thought my mom didn't feed us. I I was real skinny. I was malnourished at a certain point. Like, not because my parents didn't have food, but because I refused to eat. I was going to say, I was probably the same way where Mm -hmm. it's just like, yeah, I was anemic and like my, my dad had to sneak, um, eggs into milkshakes because I wouldn't. Yeah. What a raw egg. If that helps. No. (laughs) <laughs> like basically the only way my parents could get me to eat fucking vegetables was to like every now and then go out and spend money on a restaurant. And yeah. Like go to, do you remember China house in Morristown? I don't dude. It was right by like where the holiday Inn I'm is. I'm going to assume it was a buffet. No, it wasn't actually. Oh, it was okay. Actually a sit down. Okay. And I miss it so bad. Like every Chinese restaurant I go to, I am, and it's funny to use this term. I'm chasing the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But I'm chasing the dragon trying to find anybody that holds a candle to their fucking fried rice and stuff. But anyway, long story short, that's the only way I would fucking eat vegetables I wonder if and holds stuff. a candle is also a reference to smoking opium. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so the, the characters in this movie, I would say, are overall pretty flat like Jenny is pretty well developed yeah Ted as like the funny guy I guess he's kind of developed although yeah. he's an annoying piece of shit but it, Ted doesn't die 
we don't get to see all Ted the get char- fucking killed. He's annoying as fuck, yeah. dude. All the characters that do die, I would think most of them are undeveloped at all. Like uh, There's Sandra all these nameless and, counselors, dude. Yeah, Sandra and the boyfriend. Like they Who's Sandra. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, underage yeah. girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> underage girl. Uh exactly. Yeah. When is she ever called Sandra? Sandra and her boyfriend are on screen so much. Yeah. And there's they have no like real moments where we see them as people. They're no. just a couple yeah. who do things and then other people react. Like they don't really say anything. No. They don't present any personality. You don't know how long they've been together. Yeah, no nothing. idea. And I was really into their storyline as far as like, okay, the the campsite that this movie takes place at it's on the same lake yeah. as it's on Crystal Lake. Part one, yeah. It's near Camp Blood. Yeah, exactly. It's mm. like it's it's a hop, skip, and a jump away from the infamous Camp Blood where the events of the first movie took place. But it's not the same campsite. But they have this thing where they're like, We want to go see the old campsite. Yeah. I was really into that. Yeah. I was like, Oh, cool, we're gonna go see the old lodges and like scenes and eh, it never really goes anywhere. Nope, nope. They just walk in the woods a bit and then uh, a cop teleports behind them. Yeah, and there's like, some hey, editing issues in this movie. Oh my god! But the thing is, is like even okay. What would have been well done is early in the movie they go off looking for Camp Blood. Mm-hmm. They get stopped by the cop. You don't get to see it. But man, then later on in the movie, whenever Jason is chasing uh, Jenny for like hours, you keep she seeing the moon ends up phases in Camp Blood. Dude, give in one me of the cabins. that. Yeah. I want that. Yeah, I want to see her like go into that kitchen from the first one. That is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. And then it's like, dude, like that would have been the fucking best. Yeah. It was right there. But there's right would there. Have to have shot you know on two what? locations. That's one thing. Jurassic Park 3 got right. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to what did Jurassic 3? (laughs) In this regard, this movie is not as good as Jurassic Park 3. Yeah, that's true. I mean... (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. It wasn't Jurassic Park 3 where they went back. It was the newest one, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Jurassic Park 3. What happened? I've seen that movie kind of. It's just stupid. It's fucking stupid. I've seen it like it was on... Yeah. And I was making out with a girl. Makey outy like. Yeah. In the theater. Yeah. Theatry. Mm-hmm. By the way, as I said in our Jurassic Park episode, I didn't really watch that as a kid. Yeah. Didn't see part two. Uh-uh. Went to see part three just to make out. Yeah. With my girlfriend. What are you going to do? <laughs> so there's all these other nameless counselors that don't matter, that never get screen time at all. There's like a black dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a guy who arm wrestles with the wheelchair guy there's a nerdy girl who is cute yeah that i think might be named maggie because later in the bar yeah paul tells ted to let maggie drive the truck back to the camp she's edge yeah she's straight edge she's full-on straight edge maggie Uh, but like there are a bunch of counselors in the background yeah that just disappear now, here's the thing, and that's, again, one of those scenes in this movie that, that doesn't make sense. And there are many, mucho many things in this movie mm-hmm. that don't make sense. But one of the things in here, too, that doesn't make any sense to me is the way that we have that campfire scene where, yeah, you know, Paul, Paul, who's kind of the head of the counselor training 
people mm-hmm. or whatever, even though he's obviously like the same age as the yeah, counselors. Maybe a couple of years maybe older. Maybe. Than some of them, maybe. <laughs> but he's having that conversation. He's like, okay, I'm going to give you the real talk about Jason. And it's like, it's five years after... Do we say it's five or four years after? He says it's five, yeah. Five years after the events of the original, in which Mrs. Voorhees did all the killing. Mm-hmm. Why is he talking to him about Jason? Jason? Yeah, there's no reason to be talking about Jason. Because, like, Jason didn't kill anybody, mm-hmm. and we got the impression at the end of the first movie that the only Jason that we saw was a fucking dream. Yeah, yeah and he, he was a child who had drowned, so... They didn't even have Reddit back then, so how did this spread? That's a good question. Like, if why they is he didn't have Reddit, I'm going to go ahead and doubt that he ever heard the story. I bet he was making <laughs> it up. He did, you tell me he didn't go to r slash Crystal Lake? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's it's really strange to me that he's sitting here talking about yeah, where the would truth he... about Jason, that he was this boy and he's lived up in the woods by himself and he eats fucking small animals yeah. and acorns and shit. Like, what the fuck is he actually talking about? he's setting up the future of the franchise but it makes no like why he would be talking about it makes no sense yeah because jason clearly has been dead for what fucking 20 years or some shit right here is what i would say my theory get me that i i hope i hope i i can i can play this out and it makes sense all right the hands of Tom Savini in the first one was someone helping. Yes. Okay. Uh, but it's not Jason Voorhees. Yes. The person killing in this is getting revenge. Yes. But it's not Jason Voorhees. Who is it? No idea who it is, but it might be Jason Voorhees' dad. No, it's not. It's not. Nope. I'm who not. it is? It's Paul. It's Paul. That's my Because he disappears at the end. Exactly. Holy shit. I know, right? And and yes. the ending of this only makes sense if it's a dream. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's Paul. Okay. It, here's the thing. There's technicalities. Yeah. Because in Friday the 13th Part 1, Pam Voorhees says he was my only son. Mm. But what if Paul was like Jason's half-brother? Okay. Like from a different... Man. Uh, yeah, the same the same dad. Like she didn't birth mother. him. Uh-huh. So Jason was technically her only son. Yeah. But this is Jason's brother Paul. Exactly. Uh-huh. I like the idea that Paul is in this. And again, it's yeah. the only way that it makes sense that at the end of the movie, yeah. where where the fuck is Paul? Where's Paul? Like cuz the movie doesn't make sense in any way. No. Like at the end. Uh-uh, like no. if we say it's Paul, there's still points where you could point out like, well what about the time when uh earlier on when Jason like gets Paul in the corner? Yeah, dude, why doesn't Jason just fucking brutally kill the fuck out of him like he does everybody? He yeah. res- he just razzles him. Why doesn't he brutally kill uh Jenny? Yeah. Cuz Paul has you know feelings for her. feelings for Jenny. Yeah. He why is he so easily swayed by Jenny? Like did, here's this, another thing. I'll give you a reason uh-huh. for that. Jenny's pregnant. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Now, there is and, and again, I feel like there is probably a lot of deleted scenes or something uh-huh. in this. Because if you remember back like way at the first of the movie, right uh-huh. after Jenny arrives in her car, and then they like go off to the little office by themselves for a yeah. second. 
she says, and dude, it is like seriously two two seconds. She's like, Paul, I have something I need to tell you. <gasps> okay. And, and then, she never tells him anything. She never tells him anything. And then they have that conversation about ladies, if you're on your menstrual cycle, uh-huh. be sure to keep clean. And then after that, he scolds her for being late. She says, I'll never be late again. Oh, shit. And <laughs> then, pregnant. seriously, he says, he says, or like, says, he writes on the mirror. I said, welcome to the wonderful world of AIDS. Watch but out he for writes, bears. Watch out for bears. Yeah, exactly. Like, and he's she, like, she you, looks you're, at probably, it. you're probably menstruating, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And she looks at it and kind of smirks like, that's not going to be a yeah, problem. Yeah, don't worry. I don't I have, have to worry about bears because so, I'm not on my period. Exactly. So that's Jason's half. Half nephew, niece. nephew, niece. Right? Holy shit. I know. Okay. Like, it's so much cooler when you look at it yeah, this way. Why, yeah. Why? Why? Okay. It, like, if they're going to make another Friday the 13th movie, here it is. Right? I know, dude. And that and that's the thing about this, too, is like, especially with what we're, which, I mean, obviously, we're kind of stretching, but it's kind of mm. fun to imagine that. Well, it's like, dude, considering that Jenny survives this movie, yeah. and then they don't pick her up for part three. And they don't find Paul. What a fucking waste. What a waste of potential. What if, okay, we get future movie yeah. where... I mean, we don't know what happens with Paul, but we do know he doesn't die because in the beginning no. of the third movie, they say they found eight bodies, which means they didn't find Paul dead. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. So they didn't find Paul dead. Um, and we don't hear any more about them. Yeah. So Jenny and Paul get back together. They raise the baby. Our future episode is the baby going uh, to Crystal Camp Crystal Lake or Camp Pakanak or whatever. Yeah. And then confrontation. God damn it. It it writes itself. It's very much an easy thing and to that, see play out. Like, And even just bringing that family lineage. Like, I remember when we did our, our 13th episode, Friday 13th episode. Uh-huh. I remember we kind of mused about, like, who's Jason's dad and yeah. shit like that. Like, it's been talked, like, it's been covered in the comic books. But, right. like, that doesn't necessarily have to it's affect really the movies. It's not really canon. Yeah. I just think there's so much potential right there, right? Yeah. That, Damn yes. it all. It's right there. It's right there. It would be fucking great. I mean, it seems to me obvious that the this is not Jason Voorhees. Right. Because Jason Voorhees, um, if if he were dead from the beginning, he, okay, maybe rose back up as a spirit of vengeance, but in future installments, he rots more and more. Yeah. In this, he looks fine. Well, the thing is, though, is in the other ones, it's like after he after he uh is it in part four where he's like resurrected by the bolt five. of lightning part five, five part five or six okay. actually yeah that's is six it? yeah because four is our first introduction to Corey feldman's character who comes back in four and he's in the halfway house right and jason's not even actually involved it's right. just a guy yeah, pretending yeah. to be jason and then five is where spoilers. he spoilers oh sorry if you haven't seen right <laughs> 13th part four 30 year old movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck you um but yeah like he he decays like he yeah yeah and he's in the grave for a period of time. It's got to be Jason in this movie though because like towards the end when she's acting like the mom, she's like Jason. Yeah. And shit and says his name and shit. Unless so. unless it's I mean, if it is Paul, all that makes sense because he's just like you no because Paul interrupts them fighting. Yeah, but okay. So like the only way that people have made the ending of this make sense is yeah. that it's a dream. 
So, but when? Yeah. So when does the dream start? And whose dream is it? And whose dream is it? Yeah, that's yeah. The, the Elm Street problem. Yeah, because at the end of this, we see Jason jump through the window with his face all yeah. jacked up like all it sloughed is up. in the the end of the first movie. Yeah, but yeah. at the beginning of the third movie, it's, it's different, different, completely different. Man. And the third movie begins immediately after this. Like, it's him running away and fi- going into a barn, getting the coveralls and the, the hockey mask. that yeah, becomes yeah. And then in the future times, when we see the hockey mask come off, his eyes are not, like, offset. They're, yeah, all googly They're like. level. So, yeah, because like, he's wearing a hockey mask where his eyes are in line with each other. So, I mean, yeah. both of the times that we see him with the jacked up face. That's the cr- real Jason. Or that's not real Jason. That's just their dream of Jason. Because like oh, they're okay. assuming this yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. about him. But maybe you know he was just a normal looking kid. Damn it! Who drowned? Like and there's so many ways and angles to go at it that it seems uh, almost torturous to imagine that Jason X was ever made. And, <laughs> and you know, speaking of his of his uh, of his physical appearance and stuff. Yeah. That brings me to a, a topic that I want to cover in this movie, which is the fact that in later movies, Jason is this like unstoppable fucking force of nature. In this one, he's a zombie basically. Yeah. In later movies, in this one, nothing at all. Like he he gets stopped by he gets scared by a chainsaw. He does. He gets hit by a chair shot. He does. Oh my god. Oh my god. Sabu uh, throws yeah. a chair at him. Sabu throws a chair. At him. Like he <laughs> he's constantly uh, you know the people that fight back easily fight back like he doesn't seem to have any special powers i find that jason's biggest enemy in this movie is his lack of depth perception because it's because he's only got the one hole hole. (laughs) and there's evidence of this all over the movie like dude the part where where jenny is she's in her inner beetle trying to like start it and stuff and she's in the driver's side. He pops up right by the driver's side. Looks in the window. Yeah. And then stabs the pitchfork through the passenger side. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he only has one eye hole. Or because he's trying not to kill her because he's, in fact, Paul. He's the uncle. He's the uncle. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I, I, did, I really wish that. One thing, one thing I think would make this better is if, like, if every time that Jason kind of like fails to kill somebody, yeah, one of his little schemes kind of goes awry. He's got schemes. I wish that. Well, he does though. He, he does. He sets yes. that trap yes, for the rope he's thing. Got schemes. I wish that he would kind of like announce his ineptitude and like say it, like vocally <laughs> say it. Where like he, you're the worst at this. <laughs> Like, you fucking idiot. Like he, like, you know, he, like, he stabs the pitchfork through the top of the beetle. And he's like, I should have cut two holes in the mask. <laughs> <laughs> like, that part where Jenny's hiding, hiding under the bed, she's got away. And then uh-huh. it turns out he's standing on the chair. But then this, the, the chair breaks. Yeah. I wish you go. What the hell was that? That was so funny. Go, oh, I have a weight problem. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on, Jason. Like, Stop eating the moon pies. It's up there with Al Madano head. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and they just sort of added those things in with the audience to be like, did he just say he has a weight problem <laughs> because he broke a chair? <laughs> I just wish that he would always announce it. Like, he's wrestling with Paul in that room, and he's like, 
Oh, you're so strong. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you work? Oh. Yeah, like, I should do more push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the kills in this movie? Because obviously the star some good ones, uh, of any 13th movie are the kills. Are the yeah. kills. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the you know, spear through the bed, killing two of them at once. Okay. Real good. I have heard that that is like frame by frame ripped off from like, uh, like Bay of Blood. Or something. Uh, like some, yeah, some I saw flick. that that uh, quoted Bay of Blood, but then on camp uh, on Crystal Lake Memories, they uh, they actually say it's another Mario Bava movie. I can't remember which one okay. it is. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I found that kill underwhelming, man. Like, well, whereas, they had to cut a lot of it. Yeah, and that's the crazy the thing rating. about this is like. They apparently they cut this big red bar down. Yeah, because they were afraid of getting an X rating, which is yeah. Nuts, because this movie is not graphic at all. No. Like, there, there's boobs and there's full frontal, I guess, in it. But it's really not Yeah, as far as the brutal. kills go, like, pretty tame. Dude, like, that's the thing is we get... Okay. We have Alice's kill mm-hmm. at the first where she gets the ice pick to the head. Yeah. We which get, is not nearly as brutal as what I'm making it sound. Like, he no, just kind of pokes her and she screams. It's just a tiny little bit of blood. Yeah. yeah. It's like one second. Yeah. It's a few frames and we it's gone. old Ralph old strangled crazy man to death Ralph. with the barbed wire, it looked like. Yeah, which makes no sense because whenever you see Jason's hands, like, wrapping the barbed wire around his neck from around the other side of the tree, yeah. his, like, hands are, like, way above him as though yeah. Jason is, like, nine feet tall. <laughs> it makes no sense. Or what if we found out that crazy Ralph was actually, a, a, like, just normal looking in proportion, yeah. but only three feet tall. <laughs> Maybe that's the deal. I don't know. <laughs> It could be. Don't go out there to Camp Blood. He has a real high voice. You're doomed. <laughs> You're all doomed. But that's the thing, too, is like, you know, we were talking earlier about sequels kind of spoiling the the mystique, the whodunit kind of factor. Yeah. They really could have pr- played up the whole, did Ralph do it yeah. this time? Because in the first movie, you're kind of like, maybe Ralph is killing all these people. And in this movie, you still kind of have that maybe Ralph did it yeah, thing. Yeah, except then they, you kill him immediately. Yeah, then yeah. he's murdered like right away. Yeah. So you're like, okay, so it's definitely not him. Yeah, it would have been perfect for because he does come up to the couple, Sandra and, and the guy, and say like, You're doomed. You're doomed. I, t- I told them before. Like, Bicycle. Ah, he's just a fucking hipster bucket with his fucking hat. <laughs> fixed gear bike. And vest. Bucket hat and his vest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the Avett brothers used to be good. <laughs> Don't like them anymore. Everyone <laughs> likes them now. Iron and wine singles are still great if you can find the B-sides. <laughs> oh, Ralph. Fuck you, Ralph. <laughs> Fucking Ralph. Um, yeah, they have the... The sheriff gets killed with a claw hammer, which... That's kind of cool. It's hammer cool. time. Yeah, they actually... I mean, um, you know, we said uh, Tom Savini backed out of this and then so did uh uh what's his name from Pumpkinhead oh uh, yeah, Winston yeah. Stan Winston Stan Winston uh the person who actually ended up doing the makeup for this is Carl Fullerton mm-hmm. yeah and he does a good job he does a good job but you just don't get to fucking see enough you of don't it, get to like, see much almost all the kill cut. scenes yeah are just barely fucking there and then yeah. they're gone yeah like easily in my opinion easily the best kill scene is when we see old wheelchair mark 
get that machete. Yeah, the, the machete head. through the head, and then he it like the wheelchair goes down oh, the, man. the stairs, it just like tumbles down the stairs. Yeah, and what I gathered from the the documentary Ooh. is that that was the actual actor. No way! Yeah. I thought that was a dummy. Yeah, or something. they did it on a rail. It was pretty safe, but like obviously he's like ja- like uh, jarring yeah. as he goes down. I love too though that like whenever it shows that that. It, it cuts like he's rolling yeah. down the stairs and it does the fade to white. I love the white fade. Yeah. In the white Jason fades movies. good. Yeah, I love it so yeah. much. But you know what? The thing is, that was even in that scene. Even though that's the best kill, and yeah. the mach- when the machete hits his head and he screams, it it hits with this like really realistic thud. Yeah, it's a good thud. Yeah, like I feel mm. like in all these other flicks, like if it was a fucking Michael Bay movie, you'd hear that kind of typical like shoosh, like yeah. metal yeah. S- scraping its metal, which yeah. is. Not what it sounds like. Wait, we don't have metal skulls? Yeah, apparently not, unless it's fucking Logan. Yeah. Snicky okay. snicked. Maybe this is a world of Wolverines. Yeah, I'm but saying. if unless you had a fucking adamantium blade, that shit's not happening. Maybe Jason has adamantium blade. Bullshit. I'd like to see Jason versus Wolverine, I is what like I'm to, saying. I back it 100%. 100%. But it's like the, the thud... The sound design. Yeah, it's good. Sounds great. It sounds brutal. And then even the guy's scream is like, ah, oh, yeah. ah, like it's really brutal. But the thing is, is preceding that. There was the terrible throat cut? No, there's the terrible editing. Oh, yes. <laughs> because like you have this POV stalker shot of like creeping up behind him. Mm-hmm. You see the back of his head. Yeah. But then the next shot is the front In of his front. face. Yeah. And you see there's nobody behind him. Yeah. And then suddenly he's getting fucking hacked in the head by this. It, the editing's fucking terrible in that Jason's part. glitchy, man. Oh, okay. He's glitching. Yeah. Too many yeah. servers on board. Too many. <laughs> yeah. So I've heard that's a problem with that thirteenth game. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would not know for sure. I've watched yeah. people play it. It looks it sick. Looks sick. It looks I sick. would love to play it. I understand when they started up that like too many people were signing on. Yeah, so just crashing like fucking crazy. Crashing like crazy. What's some yeah. of the other deaths we have in here? We have well, um, we have the upside down throat cut that actually looks bad because they did it with the back of the blade but tried to angle it so that it would look right. It looks horrible. It looks real bad. Yeah, he's yeah. cutting with the blunt side of the blade. Yeah. And then later on, too, like there's that scene where he's, I think he's about to stab Vicky. Uh-huh. And it shows that kind of shot of like his hand holding the butcher knife up. Yeah. With like the wrong side up. For yeah. For some reason. Also, his thumbnail's got a big old blood spot underneath like he slammed it in a dang old door. Um, that might be from, they may have filmed the, uh, scene with the Mrs. Voorhees head and, and Jenny like swinging at him with the machete because what actually happened, um, three people played Jason for this. There was, uh, the, the first with just the feet is, uh, a a woman who Mm -hmm. was, I, I believe a set designer or, or costume designer. And they just had her, you know, basically walk. Uh, The other is the guy who ends up in the makeup at the end. But the person who is Jason, almost every time you see Jason is Steve Dash. And he, um, whenever they did the scene where she like swings the machete at him and he blocks it with the pickaxe. The first time they did it, she actually hits his finger and he had 13 stitches in his middle finger. So it's possible that that thumb also kind of got hit and he got the blood blister. Yeah. That's tight. I wondered about that because they showed it and I'm like, what did he fucking slam his fucking thumb in? Yeah. That's pretty funny. Um, other deaths we got in here. Vicky's death is really uneventful. Yeah, it really is. 
he's like kind of you know she, she screams she real well but yeah she like, does and she she walks upstairs to the room where jeff and sandra were fucking and yeah and you know basically we kind of get that jason like jumps up out of the bed that's the first time you see him with the bag over his uh-huh. head to a pillowcase or something and over his head. Uh, we also see a depth perception problem where there's no way he was trying to just gently cut no. her thigh with a butcher knife no he's like oh dang <laughs> i thought i was gonna hit you in the stomach sorry about that <laughs> sorry that would have added to the scene sorry about that she's screaming <laughs> like what what the fuck sorry about apologize? that <laughs> i meant to get you in a more critical spot but like, sorry you're suffering all that you see is her face and you hear a stab sound effect and then blood comes out of her mouth yeah for like a split second a lot of stuff yeah it just like i think because the ratings board was really on them about I guess this so. I, I think just this is just Early days of the MPAA flexing their muscle, trying to, I don't know, save us from blood, but... Show us full frontal, I guess. Show us full frontal, yeah, that's cool. I don't Um, know. I don't understand. Yeah, so the... The way that this... the, The deaths all play out, I think... They're good deaths, but they're short. We don't see as much as we saw with the Savini effects and stuff, but I think the effects are still good. Dude, like that, the hatchet to the face death in the first one, way more brutal than anything in this. And that didn't get an X rating. No, it didn't. So what the fuck was this under It made a lot of money. And the MPAA was like, oh, I guess you have to go through us to get your rating now. That's the thing. Yeah, man, I, I do wish that the deaths in this were... Were, were more brutal and more on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that they shot. I mean, they they shot child porn when they made this movie, so <laughs> surely they accident. shot some brutal death. So I don't know. I do wish that the deaths in this were a little bit more, a little bit more intense. Now, Steve, let me ask you about one of the scenes in the movie that is just super strange to me. Uh huh. So we got that scene towards the end of the flick where Jenny, uh-huh. Jenny, Jenny. <laughs> is running from Jason and this is what I'm talking about she's running she's running I really wish she would have ended up back in Camp Crystal Lake yeah that would have been great it would have been sick but she ends up back in one of just her own camp's cabins Mm -hmm. she's hiding under the bed and a squeaky little rat comes up under there while she's hiding and then squirt of urine from under the bed then she pisses herself okay okay here's the thing you see the pee whose pee is it some some people say the rat, which is impossible. It's a rat just, can't pee that much. It's right? just a ton of piss. Well, I, and um, Amy Steele said that she read it as she peed. It has so to like be. she was scared. That scared. Or and this is interesting to me, Ben. Thinking back on our pregnancy issue, etc. Oh, because what happens is she pees. And Jason's walking out the door and then turns around. Yeah. Like, so he smelled the pee? Can he smell that she's pregnant? Maybe. Does Jason have pregnancy powers? I I don't know, man. I don't know. I would believe that Jason can smell that she's pregnant. (laughs) Along with just being able to smell pee. But dude, it just. P.S. I'm starting P.S. Mm-hmm. a Perfect. crust punk band called Rat Piss. <laughs> are you great. in? Or are yeah. you in? Yeah, I'll play bass. Okay, tight. Yeah. Do you play I bass d- currently? No, I don't know a single note. Perfect. Mm-hmm. 
Can you get me like a chain to just lock around my neck and I'll lose the key? Yeah. Great. <laughs> but dude, she's under the bed. That piss stream comes out of like the corner of the bed. Yeah, it makes no sense. Like how, like it, that, it has to be the rat, I guess. Unless she has an extreme amount of piss and just a, a rough stream coming out. just. But, but even if that's the case, it just kills me because she's like... I'm hanging tough, running from this fucking serial killer mongoloid man. Hanging tough. tough. (laughs) Running from this fucking serial killer fucking baghead fellow that's killed all my friends. I'm still all right, but I get on his bed and I see a fucking rodent. Oh my God. Piss myself. (laughs) Like, really? Yeah, it makes no sense. But even the way the pee like comes out the corner of the bed makes no sense. Like her midsection is right there in the middle of the bed. Yeah. Where's that shit come from, man? I don't know, but I do. I I I uh, I do think, despite the fact that this scene makes no sense, no, it does seem to inspire the uh, school shooting scene in American Horror Stories first season, where a girl pisses herself. Oh, and the piss comes out from under the table, and it is brutal and makes you feel disgusting. When oh you my see lord! It. Uh, not I've because not she peed this. herself, but because. You know, a school shooting is taking place, and it's very scary. That's um, that's kind of the thing. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense here. No. Also, doesn't make any sense when uh, Muffin, the dog, okay, who we saw completely right. eviscerated. I uh, want to talk about the ending halfway here. through the middle of the movie, suddenly shows up at the door. I, I'll, and I, he's not been buried in pet cemetery. No, don't go up don't that road. That road. <laughs> Sometimes that is bad. Lois Creed. <laughs> you have a child named Gage. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, man. The ending of this movie is a real bona fide clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what the fuck's going on. Yeah, the beginning is a clusterfuck, the end is a clusterfuck. In between there are some mediocre kills. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. It's all right. <laughs> it's We're not like, even sure if Jason Voorhees is in it. It's kind of like great. a slip and slide. It is kind of <laughs> like a slip and slide. You're running through the grass, you're stepping on bees. Why uh-huh. am I doing this? You're sliding. Oh, every this once in a while you get like the whole... Because you know how like you get it on the hill, yeah. but then it would be like not so level so like half the time you just slide off halfway through and be going down the grass yeah the worst but man every once in a while white trash slip and slide stories i got two of them oh let's hear one time (laughs) over at my buddy kevin mcdaniel's place Uh uh-huh we're slipping sliding down his little hill there was a huge pointy rock underneath oh jesus Got down to the end of that slip and slide. I was like, there's blood all over that slip and slide. It's my blood. Oh, no. That happened one time. This, by the way, sounds like a great thing to throw into a camp slasher. Or maybe a a rat piss song. (laughs) Both. A rat piss song is playing in the background while somebody gets their guts opened by a rock on a slip and slide. (laughs) Slip and slide of blood. (laughs) <laughs> the bed blood, the bed blood, But then also, there's another time that my brother and I, mm-hmm. we set up our slip and slide down the hill towards the woods at our house. Towards the woods, good call. We figured out for one, you could get extra speed on that rig if you put some fucking dish washing soaps on there. Yep. 
you squirt a little dawn on that thing, you'll get going high speed. Mm-hmm. And then also, too, to keep us crashing down into the woods, we might have put ourselves an old eggshell mattress at the bottom of it. Oh, man. Which got covered in leaves and debris. and. Wait, was this just one of your mattresses? Uh, I can't, I can't clearly remember where it came from, actually. Mm, okay. But we did have an eggshell mattress, uh-huh. which sat out there for several weeks. Oh, no. While we slip and slid down it and oh, crashed into it. And got disgusting. Just revolting. Oh. White trash. Fun stuff, though. I had a great time. Yeah. I miss it. Yeah. We all do. Do you want to do it next week? Yes. Slip and slide <laughs> down the hill. Dead, egg crate mattress. Dead and slidely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah the ending of this really makes no sense you've you've got okay it makes sense to a point mm-hmm. you've got child psych major jenny she yeah. goes into jason's little shack in the woods which god the fuck knows how nobody's ever found that thing and it's pretty gross it's really he gross. doesn't have a toilet seat on his, his toilet. commode is wrecked yeah there was like grass on it and shit what was he doing i don't is know is he like a dog did he shit and then he like went out in the grass and like tried to kick wipe his there. ass i don't know exactly what he was up to uh, he doesn't know pro- proper you know commode rules that's true his mother probably never taught him no because she was like you were dead you're a, yeah you aren't you so <laughs> go kill them <laughs> yeah <laughs> Figure out the commode later. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes out to his shack. His mom's severed head, which is kind of the, the impetus of this whole thing, yeah. is there in kind of a little shrine thing. And she's like, oh, maybe if I put on his mom's sweater, which is yeah. here, and style my hair kind of like his mom's, I can kind of trick him into thinking I'm his mom and mm. tell him to be cool. Yeah. Be cool, bitch. <laughs> yeah. And she says, be cool, bitch. And then he's cool. Mm-hmm. She tries to hack at him. That's where the pitchfork evasion thing you're talking yeah. about happens. Uh, his half-brother Paul jumps in <laughs> and keeps her from killing him. Yeah. If you think about it. That's true. Don't kill my half-brother. <gasps> he doesn't that say That makes it. the most sense. Yeah, but it makes the most sense. And they they escape or whatever. They're back in the cabin. They're chilling. There's a knock on the door. It turns out it's Muffin, who we saw clearly annihilated earlier yeah. in the movie. And then, you know sloth-like weird hillbilly Jason yeah. jumps through the window grabs her then it cuts to the next morning where an ambulance is picking her up and, and she's like where's Paul? who called the fucking ambulance? Paul probably I don't know like it, none of it makes any sense I mean it would have to be Paul because he's like she's burying my fucking child yeah I mean we've figured this out it's just that the movie hasn't Correct. That's <laughs> exactly the, right. The movie presents no explanation for any of this. No, not at all. But it's like, and, and you know, the movie ends zooming in on Mrs. Voorhees's severed head. Apparently, her yeah. eyes are supposed to open yeah, and yeah. shit, but that would just be retarded. That would make no sense whatsoever if her eyes just suddenly popped open. No. Um, what yeah. is up with the end of this, man? It's, I would say it's a no good. That's it. Like, it doesn't make any sense no. and isn't satisfying in any way because no. you just watch 20 minutes of chasing and you don't see any sort of kill. Like, no. they don't kill Jason. Jason doesn't kill them. She she hacks him pretty good. Yeah, good hack. I mean, I imagine that uh, he could bleed to death from that, but, you know, maybe not. It's right in the shoulder. 
right in the shoulder. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, my final thoughts on this one, Ben, are yeah. it introduces maybe Jason Voorhees, possibly, or it introduces a very complex story that I want to see a sequel to. Uh-huh. But, but the Voorhees fam. Yeah. It introduces that, which is great, because then we get to go past Friday the 13th Part 3, which is not good. Nope. To Friday the 13th Part 4, which is good. Muy bueno. Muy bueno. And then, you know, 5, which isn't good. And then 6, which is. Yeah. And then 7, I like, I like which five. isn't. I like 5 because it's so ridiculous. It's it's over the top insane. It's like so Really? So Jason's dude. just not even involved. Just somebody... Like, who reported that Jason walked around with a hockey mask? I don't yeah, know. But this guy knows somehow. Anyway, yeah, so uh, th- there's moments to pick and choose uh, where a Friday the 13th movie is good. Yeah. This one is better than most. It's better than a lot of them. And that is harsh. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's not great. Like no. what? What Friday the Thirteenth tends to have is good, strong final girls. Yeah, it has good kills. Yeah, and it has Jason, who is menacing as shit. And this has two of those three. Two of those three. Choose two. You choose two. I, uh, you know, whichever you want to believe are, are good. Uh, it's got them. Yeah. So it's still good. And as we said before, uh, like it, it has that like legacy because yeah. it brings us Jason Voorhees. Yeah, even though it makes no sense. Yeah. whatsoever and, and, and could have just been made as a completely separate movie that yeah. I mean that that's the thing about this dude is like they could have made this like you were saying the original idea was a different Friday the 13th. Yeah, this they movie. could have just never mentioned Jason Voorhees. It could have been there is some girl at a camp that gave birth to a kid on Friday mm-hmm. the 13th and she left him out in the woods cuz nobody could know. And he grew up and Exactly. Now, and that's is. and that's it. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't have to be Jason Voorhees per se. No. It could have been the abandoned camp baby. Yeah. Or maybe there's some weird like uh you know hillbillies. Yeah. And he's the last survivor. They all died of moonshine poisoning or yeah. something. Or yeah. like they raised him like Texas Chainsaw Massacre style, this weird yeah. fucked up backwoods bunch of people. Yeah. That would have been fine. It didn't have to be related to the first movie in any way, shape, yeah, or fashion. Yeah, and it would have made more sense if it wasn't. And it would have made more sense. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like it, it could have been it could have been fine without making these ridiculous leaps of logic yeah. where it's like, okay, the first movie she's out for revenge because her kid died. In this movie, her kid is out for revenge because his mom died. But he's dead. What? Yeah, so how's he out for revenge? I don't know. Is he a pumpkin head? <laughs> pumpkin heads? Um, so, I, I love it for what it brings about. Yeah. Which is, again... More Jason. More Jason, yeah. <laughs> but I don't love the story that much yeah. I, I think they're high points and I think they're you know uh, I think Jenny's great um, but overall it's not a great horror movie but it's still super watchable I agree so like that's the thing I think that permeates the Friday the 13th series for me is that I can watch through them uh, you know uh, in a couple nights yeah, and be like, man, some of those were real bad, totally. and I in my head never sort out. Yeah, most of them. 
yeah, most of them totally, are real bad. Totally. Because it's still so fun to watch. It is. And it's, it's just like... I love watching simple. hapless, beautiful teenagers get murdered. Yeah. So much fun it's for some fun. reason. Yeah. We, we're all... Uh, you know, we don't root for him in the same way we root for Freddy Krueger. Like, because right. Freddy Krueger is, is... A character, a persona. He's a character. Yeah, yeah. he's got a lot of, uh, you know, uh, charisma to him. Where and, are you, where are you going to rate this on a scale of Ein to Zane? Oh, man. Boy. Um, well, it's it's better than uh, Veronica, for sure. Absolutely. Without um, a doubt. <laughs> better than Jurassic Park 3. Better than Jurassic Park 3. But again, it's got, like, I mean, I'm saying it's better than Veronica. Uh, it's got just as many plot holes and just Probably as many more. store yeah so many more but it, it also has that nostalgia factor and it also has that you know um it, it is bolstered by sequels yeah so if i were to rate it by itself it would probably get a lower score and if it, it, there were no sequels if we never saw jason with that hockey mask it would be a lower score for sure right but uh just That's thinking true. about it now uh, i'd say it's maybe a five Five or for you? Yeah, I'd say this is a five. I guess pretty fair. I mean, middle of the road. Yeah, not not an infinitely lovable watch, but also not, not an unwatchable piece of shit. Yeah, I like it. Again, like I, I have a total soft spot for camp slashers. Yeah, one hundred percent. I I just dig them. I think it's so fun, and I think a lot of it, like we said on our our, our Harry Potter episode, it's like I like things that I never got to experience. Yeah. I Wizard love, school. Yeah. I love high school movies. Because I didn't go to high school. <laughs> I love watching fucking uh, camp movies because I never went to camp. No, I never did either. And stuff like that. So I like movies that, that show a side of youth that I never experienced. Yeah. So I'll always have a spot, uh, soft spot for slashers. Um, I think that this movie is... You go back and watch it now and it's super formulaic. It really is. It yeah. is. Here's new people. Here's them getting murdered. Here's then a final this girl. lady survives. Yeah. yeah, but you gotta remember, it's like, it's kind of formulaic in the same way that like you could say Black Sabbath is like formulaic for metal. It's formulaic because it created the formula. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. a million things copied it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's the thing. Like maybe whenever you watch this when it came out, you're like, this is not formulaic. Right. Because you hadn't seen it. No one has ever done anything like this. Yeah, because then after this, a billion fucking other movies did it. Mm -hmm. So the the sheen of, you know, any sort of originality this had is definitely weathered away by time and all its copycats. I still enjoy it a lot, even though it makes zero fucking sense. It, It is almost like exactly what you think of when you think of an 80s slasher movie. It's yes. just like titties and murder. <laughs> it's basically it, you know, with some with some very iffy pop psychology thrown in. Very iffy, yeah. very much so. I think, and maybe, really, it's based off of ifs. Like she keeps saying, yeah. like, if this happened and if that happened, then maybe this and that. Right. And even even at that point, it's like part four is like even more so. Oh, insane! All, it is just nothing but tits and murder mm-hmm. the whole time. Oh, and Corey Feldman. And Feldman. Yeah. Yeah. So I still enjoy it. I, I I do feel like pointing out the burning is so much better. So much better. Mm-hmm. Like it came out it came out the same year. Mm-hmm. Um, which like we said is like Tom Savini skipped doing this movie 
so that he could work on the burning specifically. And I feel like the burning is one of the most underrated 80s horror movies slash underrated slasher movies Mm -hmm. of all time. I feel like whereas so many of the characters in this flick are very flat and unbelievable and one-dimensional. The burning has deep characters. It has characters, yeah. Yeah, It's like the characters in the burning feel like real people. And it Mm -hmm. helps that they're played by fucking... Fisher Stevens and George Costanza and shit like this. It's like Mm -hmm. they're played by really good actors, but they're also just written as real teenage characters. Like they just seem like people that would be at a camp. And plus it's like that movie takes place at a summer camp where there's older kids and younger kids. And And that movie also has, has a Jason Voorhees character essentially. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Because he didn't die as a child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's this uh, this camp counselor that well, not counselor, but uh, a guy that worked at the camp, camp yeah. that got fucking pranked and burnt and mm-hmm. stuff, and comes back to get revenge. And also, it's a prank, bro, dude. The kills in that movie—they're so good. It's well, that's fucking Tom Savini, Savini yeah, dude. It's, Tom it's Savini, fucking Savini. Yeah. So it's like, to me, honestly, I like this flick, but the burning did all of it so much better. Mm-hmm. The burning and the same year, better. just a few months later. Yeah, and dude, seriously, like, it just got run over because it wasn't franchised. Yeah, because it wasn't part two. Yeah, the burning is definitely a better movie than this. Yeah, one hundred percent. But I still like this flick. Yeah, it's just fun. It's just it's dumb fun. fun, dude. It's like it's like in the the future in six when the girl has psychic powers. Oh my I god! I still think six is like. Six is it's the a one blast. where he becomes a super villain. Like six yeah. is like it's insane. It makes no sense, but it's a blast. This movie's fun to watch. Yeah, exactly, yeah. man. Exactly. It's the kind of thing where it's like you know, if I compare some fucking oh man, amazing aged wagyu beef uh-huh. steak prepared by this five star chef. Yeah, and then like you know what else is great? Snickers bar. Snickers bar is awesome. They taste great. They do. Is it nutritionally worthless? Absolutely. Yeah. Is, is there it no full of weird food? chemicals and is the chocolate terrible? Absolutely, yeah. it's so. a fucking Snickers bar. It's awesome. Is it delicious? Yes, it is. This is a Snickers bar movie. Mm-hmm. This is a Snickers bar. Yeah, uh, I'm 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 totally gonna toss. It. I'm higher than you. Okay, it, it's a six and a half for me. Hell yeah! All right, I'll watch it many more times. I've watched it probably three or four times already. Yeah, I'll watch it many more times. I think in my head for sure, I'm comparing it to future sequels and being like, you know what? Like, I don't want. I don't want to say it's better. Like, I can't give right now in my head. Yeah. I can't give four or six, even much higher than like a seven or something. Right. Yeah. And I love those two. Yeah. So like saying that this is uh, up there would be hard for me. But like, you're right. It is still. It's a Snickers bar. Like. Yeah. It's a, uh, yes. I want it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I have it? Me. Yeah. Can <laughs> I have it? Exactly. So Dollywood Steve, what are we gonna be covering on next week's episode of Dead and Lovely? Well, there's a little movie on Netflix that's been recommended to us by some people on our Facebook group, mm-hmm. and that I've heard is brutal as fuck. Called Raw. It's called Raw. Yeah, it is war. <laughs> We're just going to watch some old episodes of WWE Raw. <laughs> I would be so on board that. With would that would be pretty cool. But it's a, it's a French movie, and there's some cannibalism involved. I'm on board. Yeah. All 
right. Well, in the meantime, uh, while they're waiting on next time's episode, where can they follow us on the internet? Uh, you can always find us at Dead Lovely Pod on Instagram mm-hmm. and Twitter. Yep. Um, we have an awesome Facebook group we that do. highly recommend. Come join us. Talk. Um, we'd love to hear, you know, what you're watching and what we should watch. Yeah. And we also just love uh, hearing your funny comments, fun stuff. And old school WWF promo videos. Yeah, any listen, if you want to throw up <laughs> a video of Sid Vicious looking like somebody's <laughs> maybe breaking his leg. Oh my god. Uh, if you want if you want to show us Sting just hitting somebody with a bat, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> maybe you do. Maybe you do. That's a gift to us on the daily. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> You can also find our email us at deadandlovelypod at gmail.com. Yeah, drop us suggestions and stuff. And also, please be sure to go on iTunes, drop us a review. Rate and review our podcast. It just takes a second. really helps us out, show up on those search lists and stuff. We spend a lot of time on this show for you guys, and it only takes you a minute to go and drop us a review. So please be sure to do that. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Ben Eller Guitars, all one word. Where can they find you, Steve Reno? At Steven Spratling, Steven with a V. If you can't spell Spratling, just sound it out. Yeah. It's like a little Sprat. There you go. Mm-hmm. Spratling, a small mm-hmm. sprat. It's not a big one. Good deal. Well, in the meantime, you guys have been absolutely goddamn fantastic. And Hell we have yeah. been dead and lovely. Thank you guys so much for listening. Strong ending. That's <laughs> 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 perfect. That's it. That's it. You got it. <laughs>